forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast may be teeming with five-legged goats, honey booths, and duck tamboo. People have got to know whether or not their podcast is a crook. Well, we're not a crook. We're covering the Contemporary Hotel, and we're Podcast the Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the podcast that's like a monorail of information running right through the middle of your brain atrium. I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Mike Carlson. My brain atrium is one of the most pleasant places to be. I just want to say that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not every interior decorating. Beautiful old murals. Um, but my atrium and the hotel's atrium, both equally pleasant, I want to say. Right. And, and I'm uh, here and excited. Yeah, the metaphor makes a lot of sense. Jason Sheridan, hi. And my atrium is more like the layout of the building uh, or design of the building, I guess I should say, which is to say brutalist. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Whoa, a hot take. Oh, hot. hot take early in the podcast. Dark my thoughts, goodness. I guess. <laughs> brutalist brain of Jason Sheridan. Maybe that's what we just abandoned the episode of the hotel and get in, dig in deep. What is so brutal? What is he talking there? about, folks? Please, Michael, I have 17 pages about the contemporary. <laughs> a lot to get. There's a lot of pictures. Fuel, fuel that brutalist brain of yours with that apricot With the LaCroix. apricot. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. I haven't, I saw it in the fridge. I was like, oh, I got to try the apricot. Br- mm-hmm. Brutalist brain fuel. Uh, today's episode is about Disney's contemporary resort, one of the original two Disney World hotels that opened in 1971. Uh, of course, the, the big, grand, futuristic hotel that the monorail actually runs through. And uh, this is a video one. Uh, so if you're watching this or if you go to the Forever Dog YouTube, you can see that I've brought my pride and joy, uh, which you can just hear. You can hear that. That's all you get if you're listening is me pounding on it. But if you're watching, yeah. I brought in my contemporary toy, uh, which I'm very proud of. Uh, I lit it up from the inside. It doesn't come that way. Uh, all you have to do is have a wire running not hidden uh, through the part where the monorail goes through. Um, I love this. This is one of my favorite items that I have. I, I'm so yeah. excited that there there is a big physical contemporary that you can own. What a, like a to- a toy for the dorkiest child? Oh there yeah, could ever be. It is. I I you know I've seen this. You've had this for a long time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's something that I am jealous of and i haven't yet until now thought oh i should buy this on ebay there's nothing stopping you it's not a rare item you looked it up you can get it in a bundle with the other 200 bucks i think for the monorail the contemporary and maybe a spaceship earth toy as well you're talking vintage or because they still sell the contemporary oh you can get this thing I think you can get a newer version of this. Oh, interesting. And well, the, okay. Well, look, I'm, mine is just fine the way it is. It doesn't I, need to be newer. Well, you've got the real deal. You've got the real deal vintage one. Is so. I don't know. This might be from like four years ago. I have no idea. Hmm. Um, I just I like it. Is the point? It's great. Um, it's dusty as a motherfucker. But like, there's so many 
nooks and crannies, every little like hotel. Oh, look. Oh, my, my fingers get in everybody else's frame. Oh, yeah. Wow. Contemporaries. Inter- I don't know. <laughs> this is a very strange gesture I'm doing. Look, look at the rooms. Uh, they get very dusty in these little sleeves. So that is the, the upkeep is uh, difficult. And I might start sneezing a lot during this it's, uh, episode. Not uh, COVID, as far yeah, as I know. Yet. Yeah. Uh, this is like, you know, great um, sort of play sets, great play sets and toys. And I don't want to get off on a tangent here. I don't want to get off you on a rant. You about, about toys and play sets? Just quickly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know, this company NECA that makes the turtle toys I buy, like, they're, they're going to make a turtle sewer. That's the big rumor. We've seen pictures of it. Mm. But I feel like contemporary, as, as far as Disney, like, Disney World locations, that's kind of number one, maybe, as far as, like, you want a play set of, because it's so iconic, Obviously, the castle's cool, but Disneyland, you got a castle. This is so unique to Disney World. I feel like maybe it is my main playset from Disney World that I would want. It's so Disney World specific, so yeah. specific to that early. Mm-hmm. It's the Vacation Kingdom. Uh, it's an yeah. emblem of the Vacation Kingdom, but it's still yeah. iconic to this day. I've had this has ended up being in the background of kind of all my Zooms for the seven mm-hmm. years that this all has been going on. And let me tell you, it is a conversation starter. The conversation goes, oh, yeah, it's the Disney Contemporary Hotel. It's one of the hotels that used to be there. And then it, that keeps going for two minutes. And then the second part of the conversation, the other person says, oh. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you want to start that conversation, get mm-hmm. one of these and uh, get it into the into the background of your Zoom. If you want to befuddle someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to make them wish they hadn't asked the question. If you had just a collection of different hotels, maybe that would actually make more. You're like, well, I collect models of hotels. Yeah, I mean, at. I sort of do. There's just not that many yeah. of them uh, yeah. uh, because I have a little mug of the Bonaventure Hotel, right. which is the futuristic, the John Portman Hotel with the elevator pods in downtown L.A. I have a, a like a, a ceramic mug of it, essentially, that I use to uh-huh. hold pencils. Um, but Whoa. that's as far as I know. It's not like a big area is is you know, brutalist architecture in little forms you can put on your desk. If we put it out there, I mean, we have a lot of listeners, uh, some that work in toy companies. I, I assume people that obviously have made doll Michael Eisner doll for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not calling for a custom built hotel or anything. I'm just saying maybe if we put that out there, people we could realize that there's a market for hotels that we like that you want to display a miniature version of. So look, if somebody wanted to, there's so many buildings to choose from in the Peachtree District in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Uh, any of, I would take any of them. This it is doesn't like your, need to be the Weston or the Sheraton, whatever you want. This is like you're like Ninja, like Ninja Turtle level fandom. Like I, I need every cartoon character that they made in the original cartoon. I, I'm like, I got to get all these because like I never dreamed it would happen. Yeah. If there was a line of hotels. Oh my God. You would have to get it all. You would have as crazy yeah, a display yeah. as I have. Actually, yeah. yeah. If there truly was, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of uh, of other ones. I mean, I st- this wouldn't be in the line. This is in like the 10th release. Mm-hmm. But we stayed in a Hyatt Regency in near Disney in Garden Grove that had a really good atrium. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to have that in the current color and in the original peach. Well, that exactly. That's how you do the toys. You do, you do a variant that has the different colors. Mm-hmm. And then you could have like a Comic-Con exclusive hotel. Like maybe there was, it was only painted a certain color for a year. And only the hardcore hotel fans know, and that's the one you get at Comic Con because it's like only they made you know five hundred of them. I'm finally in your your world. If, yeah, I, yes. I, I just want to point out that just the presence of a customized toy has mm-hmm. Mike immediately gassed up. <laughs> 
You're saying on my energy rose. Yeah, my I energy rose. You're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Scott, Scott perked up it. a little at the talk of like uh, brutalist architectural uh, hotel designs. Oh yeah, you perked up a little bit, but Mike, like, well, I started, he's got the juice. I like I like to toyify things. So I so sometimes when I'm talking to people about toys, I try to figure out exactly what their like completest collector what would unlock their completest yeah. in them because a lot of people like toys and some have just a few of them and only a few people i know are like co- kind of completists but i think i believe everyone has something they would be a completist about oh yeah I that's interesting something. think about that at home what is the you think you're not a toy person but if they made toys of exactly X, and tell us in the comment what would you yes. want what deep obscure thing exactly so yeah jason do you uh, you collect some he toys but i do collect you, uh, some would toys. there be a specific like islands of adventure high level toys based on just like the rides and the iconography of islands of adventure i think if they had like you know a, i i were christmas villages big where you grew up like a tabletop christmas village like your parents well, would pull sure, out of course the pieces and stuff if they had a full islands of adventure with like each piece sold individually <laughs> of each like landmark and you oh, could, sure. you know, put them on a, a table with like fake snow, with like cotton snow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. light it up. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, as we said, yeah, what would be your completest thing? I, mean, I have four or five completest yeah. things. <laughs> they're reissuing. And they make yours. They're, they're ma- yeah, in the last few years they, they are. Exist. Yeah. This is, I'm all on my lonesome here. It's just me and you, contemporary. You see on the video, I can kind of nuzzle it like I think there are. Oh yes, there are. We're getting the only thing standing in the way of this is that plastic prices and things are rising. Uh, uh, Shipping is rising, but price wise, that's the only thing because there are companies making more obscure and more (laughs) obscure as far as what collectibles people are making. So I don't think this is out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, that someone would make a hotel a model line. Yeah, start cranking them out. Yeah, I uh, exactly one person is your. Customer. I know on Yelp, I have seen crafters make um, like uh, desktop, you know, organizers or lamps that are replicas of the lamps at some of these places, like, like um, oh. craftsman style lamps in the style of the ones in the Grand Californian or lamps in the style like, of what you would see at uh-huh. the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Would you be a completist if you could purchase all of the sort of light fixtures in an old Pizza Hut? <laughs> The oh, yeah. Tiffany exactly. lamps, yeah, yeah, yeah. the old Tiffany lamps. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If I could, if I could recreate the Canaan Road Pizza Hut, where uh-huh. I was having a uh, Batley from Eureka's Castle drink oh, my soda, and then oh, I stole yes. it everywhere. But I still have very fond memories. Yeah, from your list. I'm drinking your soda. <laughs> it's my That's Batley. Your bat. Your sounds like Lovitz or Chuck E. Cheese. Oh yeah, that was Batley. Uh, I don't yeah. recall. I don't I meant, he would say he would like. say I meant to do that. I believe. I think that's what he would say. <laughs> that's, see that again sounds very Lovitz to <laughs> oh, me. Okay, was Lovitz the voice I of Batley? I think he did say I meant to do that. Didn't Batley say I meant to do that? I don't. I don't remember a single other fact about Eureka's Castle besides that the puppet spilled my soda in the Agura Hills uh, Pizza Hut. Yes, Batley would say down Pizza Hut. He would say I meant to do that. Yeah, wow. Batley. Mm. We haven't talked about Batley on the show yet. No, yeah, Eureka's Castle could be. There's there's, there's plenty of opportunities um, in yeah. Eureka's Castle. Um, so, yeah, play sets, all that. I bought. I just bought, because we were on sale uh, for like $4 each, I bought these little pieces to connect and make a little uh, Seinfeld apartment. Okay. It cost like 25 bucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is it an empty apartment? 
No, well, they have little like peg pieces of the characters, which I'm not there. That's fine. But I wanted just the apartment. Okay. You're more about the space. You want. The, yeah. I was excited. It's like have this space displayed. Does it have the bike back there? I actually haven't put it together. So I that's I might be painted on. Okay. Does it have a seat on it? It doesn't have his wall of VHSs. Or you have to I, check. I'll check. I'll let check. Let me know. Let me know. I haven't put the, it together yet. Yeah. Do, so. do an, or do an unboxing. Uh, sure. we'll let the audience in on it. Um, we haven't done a lot of hotels. Yeah. We did a hotel sector. In the City Walk saga, mm-hmm. we covered Sloppy Telly's Sheraton and mm-hmm. uh, and the Hilton, but this is the first of the Disney's, I believe, uh, right in front of us now. Right, and uh, I feel like we, there, we there's a whole year on hotels, probably. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. if we wanted to uh, uh, entertain ourselves and perhaps bore. Yeah. Some percentage of the audience. Not this one, though, because this, this there's is, uh, a ton going is, uh, on here. Yeah. There's entertainment. A ride goes through it. We're, we're almost talking about rides. A ride goes through yeah. what we're talking about today. I mean, that made a very, very clear impression. Maybe even before I went was the pictures of the monorail going through the contemporary. Yeah, which still seemed very futuristic at the time. It feels futuristic now. You yes. don't see this all the time. This is one of the great feats of man to have <laughs> like a monorail. Eighth, ninth, tenth wonder of the world. Yeah. At this yeah. point. I don't remember. I don't know how many they're up to. Well, they're really now. only seven, right? And Andre the Giant is the eighth and China is the ninth um, uh, wrestler wise. But I think technically eight. Okay. Okay. I don't think there's been an official declaration of an eighth wonder We have to decide if people are allowed in the list or not. But the seven, yeah, the seven, I think the seven was set in stone before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, iconic part of the early Disney World skyline, because they didn't have all those other areas yet. Mm-hmm. Like, primarily it was that Magic Kingdom zone, and you only had two hotels at the time. Grand Floridian came later. Uh, so when you went there, this is what you saw. You saw the future. It and was nothing. Later spirits. Yeah. No. And this was, by the way, supposed to be a massive hotel district. Like the unbuilt, uh, uh, the Persian Hotel, the, we eventually, there is a hotel called the Venetian, but Disney had plans for a hotel called the Venetian Hotel. Oh, really? Um, like there are all these uh, unbuilt hotels that were going to be like themed after world destinations okay yeah yeah so yeah it was a much more ambitious like usual the blue sky is very ambitious and then we end up with less i mean there's still talk that they'll yeah there's been talk that they'll there's still room there are uh, apparently a lot of sinkholes in this area and that scuttled some progress yeah that's true florida is uh swampy and uh maybe long term not the best building love to eat uh steel girders (laughs) Mm, just the earth takes them back uh uh but they finally connected, right? And you know, we talked about this before on the show. They finally connected the Magic Kingdom to Grand Floridian. Grand Floridian. It only it. took 50 years right. to get so that project It out. feels like that was probably supposed to happen much sooner. Yeah. But they really took their time. They took a half of a century to do that. Priorities. They also in the last decade have made it much more um, clear and safe uh, that you can walk from the contemporary to the magic kingdom yeah um but yeah i i, I would say like I'm, I'm when i think about oh yeah it would be awesome if there was like 10 hotels or something around this but i don't know i kind of like that it takes a couple minutes for you to see that you're like a big picture of the next hotel you're i like that there's three the space mm-hmm. makes it feel, especially when I was a kid, much more like kind of magical. 
when you get little like lengths of monorail ride yeah. in between, if you were stopping every minute, might yeah. get annoying. Right. So so yeah. So we, we, I'm sure they could build cool stuff around it, but I kind of like there's only three. Yeah. I kind of think it's cool, and it gives like yeah, the space gives it a little bit more of a like anticipation. Especially, I keep saying, especially as a child, but we all know what I'm talking about, especially as now an adult. <laughs> as, yeah, sure. Continually. But as a kid, I remember being like, you know, you're peering out and you're like, oh, it's over there and I can see it and it's little. And that feels like it, if you were yeah, stopping every two seconds and it felt like you were just going in a big mall or something like that yeah. would be less fun. All three deluxe hotels, you know, because they, they say, the I think the view mm-hmm. and they justify it being close to the Magic Kingdom. Does anyone want a hazard guess? On a nightly rate, a month from now in August. Oh, and from from now, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll guess middle. Of, yeah, so five hundred and sixty-five dollars. Okay, I, I looked up the price of what yeah. it is if you want a theme park room. So I'll refrain. This is an this is an expensive okay. hotel. What are you seeing? Though? So what I was seeing um, for middle of August, so a month out, uh, for a main tower, this guy. Right, which that we're the, looking at, yeah. uh, main tower theme park view, seven hundred and forty-one dollars wow, a night. Wow, wow, wow! wow. Main tower lake view, six hundred and eighty dollars. Garden wing, four hundred ninety-three dollars. So getting closer to reasonable in those garden wing rooms. Closer, closer. <laughs> Technically, uh, I spoke with my mother before doing this episode, and she said that they pay what sixty dollars in the seventies, I believe, Jeez. for a night. Um, and I believe we stayed there when I was little, and it was more than that, but. I, we Lindsay and I stayed there like eight years ago, or maybe it was, I guess ten years ago at this point, and it was half what you're saying. It was like three hundred. Yeah. The deluxe hotels were all kind of like three hundred dollars yeah. at that point. Yeah. Do you have a park view? Where'd you Where'd you stay? Point no, on the. Okay. Well, the problem is it was one of the other towers, and I was sure. stupid, and I didn't realize it wasn't even that. They probably confused you. In they all the did text. confuse me. I was and now yeah. I wouldn't be confused. Now I'm savvy. But at the time, it was the first time back to going to Disney World, and I said. Let's splurge a little. Let's do two at Grand Floridian, two at Contemporary. It's a little expensive. Not that expensive. But then I, we got there and I was like, oh, shit, it's in one of the extra towels. Like, what's the yeah. point? That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. We may as well have been in an all-star. Gotcha. One um, of the wings demolished uh, around 2007, 2008 to build the Bay Lake Tower. Yeah. That opened in 2009. Yeah. So so that was a little bit of a bummer. Uh, here's, here's the other b- bummer about the price of it also. And you, you find this at a lot of Disney hotels is like, oh, it looks cool. Like this, hey, they make a toy of it. It looks good on the outside. You get into the room and it is like the most basic ass yeah. hotel room you've ever seen these seem like just really it's just a box these are yeah, not the one in the main tower rooms. yeah 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 i think probably, now a great view obviously if you get on that balcony but yeah um, and i think the other ones are probably nicer the ones in the what you're saying the garden the garden garden yeah. they're yeah. built yeah built in the 70s uh and, and yeah clearly not like super rehabbed other than putting the pictures of the incredibles yeah in yeah there um i'm sure we we know about the way that this was built the way that the rooms were installed, which is like drawers in a dresser, <laughs> that a crane, that the rooms were all built off-site, fully built, like with wallpaper and uh, uh, tubs and everything. Fur- beds, furnishing, all fully, fully uh, built. That This was built in conjunction with the United States Steel Corporation. <laughs> And well, the architect Walter Beckett is credited with a lot of the design. It's w- so. Welton Beckett is is the guy actually the fr- the first Welton Welton, Welton? Welton? not Walter. I don't oh. be- I don't mm. believe so. Uh, 
You might be going getting close to Walter Becker from uh, from Steely, Steely Dan. Dan. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think it's Walton Beckett. Uh, here's here's uh, Scott's architect corner because the, what this guy mm-hmm. designed and built. Uh, it's these are like especially L.A. major icons of L.A. The Capitol Records building yeah. was this guy. The Cinerama Dome, yeah. the dearly currently wow. departed but coming back with a lot of gross sounding food. You're right. Uh, the Cinerama Dome, the Pan Pacific Auditorium. Which is this old LA landmark, this old theater that now is just, it's, there's a, a park and a gymnasium there, but it used to be this like grand theater. It's what the gates at Hollywood Studios and California Adventure are based on those like big Art Deco oh, with yeah. the stripes going around them. Uh, and a big setting in the uh, film Xanadu, also important for that reason. Wow. Mm. Uh, so iconic imagery from this guy, contemporary included. Also the Reunion Tower in Dallas, which is the big, one of my other favorite. I would collect every one of these. I was going to say, this. they should do a line of just this guy. Yeah. Every, oh my God, just start here. Make a, Oh, if I can have a little Capitol Records. They have to make a Capitol Records. Ca- they have to make a little Capitol Records. Yeah, the Capitol Records building. Yeah. Uh, is, I mean, if you haven't seen it in LA, driving down the 101. Um, yeah, incredible piece of art. It looks like a, a, like a, a stack of 45 records. Now you're getting gassed up. Now you're really, getting, yeah. I'd yeah. Ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh be, yeah. Look at this. They do got, we have a, can I get a miniature Capitol records building? I, it looks like, unless these are one-offs, mm. it looks like you can get, oh, wow. why have I not done this? You can for sure get oh, that. Yeah, oh, that's wow. a toy set. And there's yes. like a Lego-y version. I'm doing this. Oh, I'm the... getting that. I don't want Congress. Not get out Congress. of there. <laughs> Not the, that <laughs> that's a defiled building. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody ever. I don't want anybody ever storming the Capitol Records. But don't ever <laughs> storm a Weldon Beckett building. <laughs> Damn it. Um, uh, oh, I was gonna say that the, all the. I also want a set of the any. If it's an orb on a pole, that's it, any of the like observation oh, right, towers. Right. Space Needle is. Kind of one of them. The uh, uh, what's the Knoxville, the the Sun Sphere, the Wig Sphere the from Wigsphere. the Simpsons. Oh yeah. Oh um, okay. Not like the orb that the Saudi prince and Donald Trump. Everyone was touching the little orb. Oh, a bigger a orb. Yeah. Ago. I'd love to. Oh, no, I'd have that orb. You'd too. have the orb. Kind of okay. any. Yeah. Any of history's You'd great orbs. You'd ponder that orb. I would. Yeah. Start, yeah. Yeah. If we could all, they should make it available for for us to touch. Sure. I agree. We could all take a trip to Saudi Arabia and Just touch give the, us orb. the orb. Let us um, touch the orb. A, a fact I always liked about the constructing of this area mm-hmm. is that they built a factory on what is now the like um, uh, uh, the Port Orleans resort area. They built a factory to construct all these rooms. Okay. And uh, the Yesterland has a very interesting interview with a, a historian named Jim Corvus, and they were trying to debunk the idea. That Disney's plan was when they needed to redo these rooms, they'd pull them out of the contemporary and put them back in. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> wait, did we finish saying that that was how they, that they like they were all airlifted yeah, on a yeah. crane? Yes. They're and slid into the the, the space where mm-hmm. a, that a hotel room was carved out for. Yeah. So that in theory, if you wanted to update them, you just do it in reverse. Or if you had an unruly guest, you could just pull them out <laughs> in the middle of the night, <laughs> Yoink. dump them somewhere, or like airlift them into like Disney jail, which also should have been a modular building like this. Because you could also yeah. see with different lighting, this looks like some sort of mega jail or like the Marvel Universe villains uh, fortress, like the raft, Oh yeah. which is where they put the super villains in. Yes, yes. So it's like the greatest hotel ever, and it would also be the greatest prison of all time and you could yeah if there were like you know like upper right corner ain't so bad but it's you really punish yeah. people if you put them down in the basements yeah you should like 
pluck people out like yeah. a big war of the worlds machine right so like yeah. you're here now so like if you're going through it it's like baron zemo is in one of the rooms and then and he's talking to the lizard and the lizard's next room. door right and then uh i don't know the rest of the bad guys are there too um, it's important to have friends <laughs> oh that's the joker sorry that's the joker Joker's in, in the there too lawyer. it's uh yeah. joker and catwoman they're yeah. all in the contemporary jail mm-hmm. um but yeah it's that was another like blue sky. I feel like well idea. I, I don't know that they ever because the thing is once they put them in to the contemporary, they settled into the structure of the building, and then they they were pointing out in this interview like yeah they weren't gonna ever take them back out. They built balconies like they built things around it. They it would be built very support. hard to do it. It'd oh. be impossible. You know it's easier. Just sending a couple of wallpaper installers <laughs> up with rolls of wallpaper. I like wallpaper installers. <laughs> that was the example they gave. Like, you know, it's easier just sending like carpet guys. Well, up. that's what I mean. Like a blue yeah. sky idea of like, oh yeah, then it'll be cool. Like we'll be renovating half of the rooms or whatever by pulling them out. Yeah, and then we'll just do it off site. But like, that's who knows how far along that actually got because yeah. it does yeah. seem crazy impractical. Yeah, to to yank entire rooms out like you're like right. uh, yeah. picking somebody or you're you're grabbing a booger out of your nose. Yeah, no, I, it seems insane to do yeah. that. So yeah, I don't know. So they didn't do it. Didn't work. I, they also like this whole. It was intended as this project with U.S. Steel to prove the efficiency and cost effectiveness mm-hmm. of U.S. Steel, and it was estimated U.S. Steel said each room will cost seventeen thousand dollars, and then each room only cost one hundred thousand dollars wow, yeah so that's more than five times <laughs> that's in 1971 dollars so that's a lot so they're still so the prices now are still paying off the probably that's right how they're much still the hotel cost <laughs> it was awful like when all the furniture was made of asbestos you know yeah so i get it now i a liar you can't trust the word of u.s can't, steel. yeah can't trust u.s steel and u.s I, steel i think i i think i read something once that disney had to take over getting this done because mm. u.s steel was so far behind and there there was a fact uh somewhere that by like 1970 they had all the convention space booked for 1972 so it's like but we no. can't open late okay no rooms for the people yeah. to stand it's like the version it's like the version of the jimmy fallon sketch where he says move and he's the it guy <laughs> you know, that's what Disney said to U.S. Steel. They were like, Disney, "Okay, I'm tracking this. Hang on." He, they, okay, Disney, Disney is Nick Burns, your company's the Jimmy, computer. Exactly. Guy. So Disney is, yeah, they would say like, "Move," because mm-hmm. like we have to finish. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it myself. Basically, is what the Disney company would had to say to U.S. Steel. I don't know. This makes it much clearer to me, at least. I don't know if the listener likes this. Somebody but. later, like, so when driving with their uh, husband or wife who does not listen to the show, half hour into a long drive, like, what do I have to talk about? <laughs> oh, I. you know what I found out is that U.S. Steel is like the compu- the guy bungling the computer and Disney is like mm-hmm. uh, Nick Burns. Nick Burns, Jimmy Fallon character. It makes sense to me. Three more hours of silence. <laughs> Why did we take this trip? Oh, let's just turn around. People break up. How, how many people, honestly, in the audience have broken up after trying to explain this dumb podcast to whoever they were dating or whoever they were married to? And they were like, I can't do it anymore. I understand. They went to City Walk. Yeah, I get it. It's funny. Ha ha. 19 episodes. Really good. When you like, What hey, a bit. Maybe I would laugh at the punchline if I understood any of the subjects in the setup. <laughs> that might help. 
Maybe we, well, we maybe shouldn't be together then. That's okay? great. Thanks for telling me all those facts. You didn't make eye contact once, you fuck. <laughs> so we apologize if that happened, but honestly, I don't know. Somebody exactly this. And you made call. The- like, I listened to the show to escape. <laughs> <laughs> not not, not, <laughs> remember a, not the a dark mirror days. held up to me in my... <laughs> My life. Now I'm praying a fucking crane dumps a modular hotel room ahead. <laughs> I wish my room right now was removable by crane. That's also so funny to think about. It's like, we got to redo these rooms. I've called the crane people. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Just buy some new couches and put them on a truck. Yeah. Or like uh, you go down to the lobby and you're like, oh, um, my son actually threw up in the closet and I just want to, is it possible to get somebody? Oh yeah. Hold on one second. They like hit something on the button and all of a sudden like the room is just plucked out of the hotel to be cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like that's great. That's like fun cartoon idea. If it was that efficient. Yeah. This is like, this is, this is what a God could do. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to see it, but uh, impractical. Not terrible. Doesn't make sense. Um, Luckily, they, uh, across this hotel wide, they chose aesthetics that would surely last beyond (laughs) 1974 or so. Uh-huh. The name Contemporary, which requires you to stay contemporary, and they kind of made the entire hotel look like the... Uh, speaking of Seinfeld sets and constructing them, the Merv Griffin set that uh, yes. is pulled out of the dumpster and assembled in Kramer's apartment. Yeah, it all kind of the whole the whole hotel looks like that. Where like I obviously love old color schemes and and retro vibes, but boy, was this an aggressively mm-hmm. just like early seventies. Uh, just like steeped really hard. Like it's not one tea bag of 70s aesthetic. No. It's a thousand all in one little cup. And, and so- well, interesting and comes back around in like cycles of design, fashion, and taste. It uh, feels dated. If, I, I could only imagine back then. This feels dated immediately. Yeah. Like yeah. in the way that mid century modern is kind of. I don't know. I will say timeless. It feels like it's always in fashion. It's mm-hmm. like Converse All Stars. You mean you're talking like more sixties? Yeah, mod. like more like sixties style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That never seemed to fully go away. Yeah, that I'm sure it, it, that had ebbs and flows as far as people like recognizing it as cool, probably. But nothing like the inside of the contemporary. It, like his yeah. age, I can't think of a thing in Disney that's aged worse, maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than the inside. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, stuff has been redone. Disneyland Hotel has been redone, but it still has its kind of 50s or whatever year it was built in vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's not. I can't think of anything. This is if I could read a little. There's a, there's a, a big article, several big articles on a website called Passport to Dreams. If you want to see a lot of contemporary and read a lot of history of it, uh, and they they uh, really broke it down nicely. Uh, the early vibe, a bizarre amalgamation of 70s pop and Mexican hacienda, where dramatic reds, oranges, yellows, and browns overflowed from every nook and cranny. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the vibe. Interesting. I didn't even think about it like Which that. Which is a place I would love to go walk around. I'd for sure love. I would yeah. love if it existed and if they'd never changed it, but just like for uh, for regular people. And it does, this Southwest vibe is really fascinating because you mm-hmm. look at this hotel, you look at the outside of it, wh- what makes them think 
make it feel like a, a future Pueblo. Like, I don't, why don't, what, what is the, how did they land there? Well, I found, I actually found the answer for that because mm-hmm. I'm staring at the Mary Blair murals and mm-hmm. like, how did this get here? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the thinking? And there was thinking. Uh, there's an article. <laughs> there was. We weren't sure. They had a justification, and I don't know if I fully agree with it, but there's an article in Design Observer. And the idea was that Mary Blair's whimsical art style and unique color uh, palettes would uh, are very warm and friendly and inviting. And the the characters in those murals, which they are in a lot more early days stuff. Uh, the restaurants have them, the Do Not Disturb sign, the soaps. Mm-hmm. They're kind of everywhere. Cute so Mary Blair, cute. Yeah. big-eyed. So that is meant to counterbalance the kind of intense... Brutalist architecture. Sure. Soften so it balance. Up. Yeah. yeah. Warm it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. It's very yeah. bold. It's for still sure. good. Yeah. Don't yeah. let my negativity make you think I don't like it because I do like it. But it's the, the idea of something that is contemporary. I mean, the rest, the restaurants and, and some of the amenities have kept pace with changing taste, I think. But I did have to laugh because it's like we're updating, we're updating the rooms to the Incredibles. Our hotel called The Contemporary will now have rooms based on a movie from 2004 uh, with an art style from decades before that. Uh, And then they redid the downstairs lobby, and that is all concept art and design stuff from the development of The Contemporary. So that contemporary uh-huh. is the past. Right, right. So we've kind of given up on the present and the future, much like much of our culture. Like, yeah, you don't want to think about the future it's, too much. It's old and, stuff yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Which now, I don't mind that stuff. I mean, I, I no, like anything. I think it looks great. The to... lobby looks great. The Steakhouse 71, uh, new in the last few months, it also looks great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, there is a, uh, a bone to pick, uh, and it's not... Not my bone I'm picking. I guess it's it's uh, a, a past guest of the show, Dennis McNicholas, who talked uh, about Frontierland with us mm. a little while ago. Um, he, he loves the contemporary, loves to stay there, uh, and is a big fan of how they have redone the lobby recently uh, with this kind of nod to their, their 70s uh, original aesthetic. Um, but if we could pull up a, a photo uh, called Rock Pillows... Rock Pillows <laughs> is the photo. Um, and this is one detail that Dennis liked a lot if you're watching the video version. So yeah, like like it's very um it, it's kooky cutout art and very and like Southwest colors on the wallpaper in the back, uh, and then like big long sectionals. <laughs> and then along the couch, there are these kind of odd angular shaped pillows. They look hard, they look like rocks, but they are quite soft. Can we show the close-up? Can we show Rock Pillow 2? Beautiful. Thank you, Margo. Uh, I mean, that, that that's fun, right? Um, you know, that adds some life to the to the couches. We like our fake, fake rocks. rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we knew that they came in, in pillow form, no. so we like this. However, Dennis was there several weeks ago, Uh-oh. and the general style of the room uh, remains, but the rock pillows are gone. No. Why, no. Disney? Why? What? You've taken so many nice things from us. Why must why? the rock pillows gotta be JPEG? JPEG didn't understand it. Well, oh my uh, gosh. Are there different pillows there, or the pillows have been removed altogether? Um, there are no pillows. It's oh, just blank. Oh, interesting. Imagine that long couch with not a single pillow causing a distinct 
marks in between. What if I think I have an explanation for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe these pillows. I think something was going around uh, what? when this opened. Bugs. I think those were chained to the couch. Yeah, and he pointed I think that they were out. getting yes. roasted. Uh, uh, even Mr. Morrow pointed out that a bunch of new Vacation Club stuff opened at the Contemporary, and he went through a lot, and he's like, oh, the pillows aren't chained down like at the Contemporary. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm. And Jane's like, oh, they chained pillows to the couches so they wouldn't get stolen. Yeah, look, I'd steal it. I'd be the yeah. first to steal it. I understand. It's to kid. It's not, It's I'm the... Uh, the perpetrator. The yeah, I want to take in these. Maybe somebody did. Maybe somebody got past the chain what system if, and yeah. took all the rock pillows. Chapek has sort of a minority report style, like console, like technology console, and he knew you were about to heist this thing in a couple of months or whenever we go. Probably. Um, and he's like, you know what? Let's just take them off the table. So I'm. So next time I go, I'm going to be arrested for mind crimes. That's right. It's the future Chapek. That's wants. right. <laughs> yeah, he's going to arrest you. Chapek, did you know this? Th- this was coming. A middle finger. Did you know he this? Did, know. did you know I was going to commit this this <laughs> profanity on know. a web broadcast? He did. There, know. Yeah, what do you think of that, huh? He did know you're going to banging Disney jail. on the contemporary with my <laughs> finger. Now I'm just imagining Scott like pulling a precog out of a vat, pulling up. <laughs> that <laughs> you, was you dirty rat. Who was that? That was someone's big. Fr- was it Bryce Dallas? How it was someone's like, minority report? first big role. Was a yeah. precog. Was a precog. What? Oh, I gotta look this up. Oh yeah, I forget. Mm. Um, but no, that's going to happen in Orlando with Scott. <laughs> going to pull someone out of a tank. Mind crimes. This is ridiculous. This world of, of arrests for things that haven't even been done and no change. Well, it's pillows. real. Bring back the rock pillows. We it, want our rock pillows. We do want the rock pillows back. Couldn't they at least put them in like a little glass display case? It's um okay. She I, she had already been in stuff by this point. It's Samantha Morton okay. is the uh, quote. Uh, most talented of the three precogs. Oh, okay. I don't recall them having differences. I, I can't remember the movie. I just know about the main premise. So there is a best uh, precog. Agatha. Agatha. It's Agatha. We got to get Agatha out of here. Okay, gotcha. So if you start buying precog action figures, Agatha's the one. So. Oh, I don't know if they've done Minority Report. I would probably get, again, I don't get a lot of toys of things, but I would, and it's not like I've seen that movie a zillion times, but to have precog action figures would be pretty sweet. Yeah, no, that would be cool. I think they should just do a full cruise collection to the. I don't know if he's into those, like the action figures, but like, I don't like eyes them. wide shut. They, they make light of what I do. I, yeah. This isn't for children. <laughs> this isn't for laughs and frivolity. Yeah. This is serious. serious. We're saving the planet one right, film so. at a time. <laughs> but come on, Tom. Eyes wide shut figures. Come on. At least, yeah, the doll, at least one sixth scale. Hot Toys style. With masks to put on all of them. And I just watched it for the first time. Too. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's something else. It's a good it? movie. Mm-hmm. Keeps you up at night. It's weird. <laughs> Don't watch that right before you go to bed. It is a weird one, but it's great. <laughs> you could have the note, like the, the note he gets about Oh, like, yeah. Cease your inquiries. Yeah. Cease yeah. 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 <laughs> your uh-huh. investigation. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Southwest vibe that they've continued to stick to a little bit. And one thing that has never disappeared is that huge Mary Blair mm-hmm. mural. Uh, I don't know what you call it exactly. The Grand Canyon Concourse mural is what I've seen it referred to as. Uh, if you don't recall Mary Blair, the artist mainly associated with It's a Small World and the kooky perennially 60s design of It's a Small World. And this is one of the other big places where you see Mary Blair mm-hmm. in the parks. Um, one of her last projects, I think, for the Disney company, and it's really nice. You know, it's all these like all these cute villagers mm-hmm. and a and a goat. I didn't know about the goat. 
There's the, the yeah, like the five-legged goat. The five-legged yeah. goat. Uh, yeah, he's another like kind of like nerdy reference. Mm-hmm. I feel like like the real ones know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're so tired, dynamite goat, wired. Yeah, exactly. Five dynamite goat, goat. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Every water well, listening to this. Yes. No. <laughs> go to the grocery store and ask about the dynamite goat. They'll know anybody. What's the dynamite goat? And they'll go like Big Thunder. Everyone will say in unison, Big Thunder Mountain on one of the lift hills. Turn and face it while you Turn go around the, right. the bend, and the yeah. the thrill will be a little more intense. Mm-hmm. Did you read the justification? I did. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was really. Interesting mm-hmm. that uh, it was not uh, it was a purposeful quote unquote mistake, uh, and it's it's meant to reference the idea uh, represent the idea that nothing man makes is perfect. Mm-hmm. The uh, Southwest Native American drives that she was studying and and being inspired by, uh, she was paying homage to that idea. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did She's not wrong. Know that. They made the the contemporary the exterior of the contemporary <laughs> hotel, which is perfect. Uh huh. Yes. So that's the one. Yeah, perfect thing. I mean, it makes sense mm-hmm. that that would be inside of a perfect structure. Yeah. Yes. It's perfect um, to irony. It's, ir- it's it very ironic? ironic that in a perfect place. You know what else I like about? Here's something to say. If we're if just to move. If we're moving fully on from the outside of the contemporary. We don't have to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We can uh, just have this can, episode be the outside. In and out. In and out. <laughs> the outside of the contemporary. I did. I have thought about that as the way to tackle Spaceship Earth. That, that it is oh, exterior. Yeah, yeah, I hear Do it, that. Like talking about it as an icon. And the mural as well. Uh, or, and, yeah, oh, sure, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything on the outside, the and outside. then inside is a whole other thing. And inside is, is uh, five more episodes. That I agree. is a great idea. Great, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys know you guys are proud and of me when I am pitching the topic micro division. Another relate another relationship just ended because somebody realized that they were gonna have to listen to that in the car with somebody. And they're like, Well, that's enough. That's it. I'm getting out before they do that. I'm sorry, the Epcot ball is getting it's an inside and outside oh. episode. It's not the Epcot ball. I know if you're riding shotgun, you're supposed to get control of the iPhone. <laughs> I can't abide by that rule anymore <laughs> there's too much Not con- this car these maniacs put out too much content <laughs> i have to keep up <laughs> i'll get behind and i'll get you spoiled think i want to you think i want to hear all this no it's a chore at this <laughs> point compulsion it's a chore at this <laughs> i'm point. a dick i have a problem they promised that scott would eat a bowl of fruity pebbles and i've been waiting <laughs> i want him to eat Every the fruity pebbles when is it gonna happen i'm begging to hear weiger and mitch talk about their cum like i'm begging for for that and it's awful i hate it <laughs> well so, we have nothing to say after that jason yeah <laughs> you made us yeah you threw too far we're gonna my have friend. to take a five minute break oh, while we okay. think about what we think about their cum yeah, yeah. Sure. too uh, far to talk about something as pleasant as those guys come <laughs> Um, the, again, the outside of the, the build it, which I, you know, what's great is any perspective that you get, any view that you get where space mountain is also in it. This yes. almost, oh, if yeah, you're yeah, yeah. in the magic kingdom or you're in their Tomorrowland, it almost feels like this building, the contemporary is elsewhere in Tomorrowland or like on the horizon. It almost mm-hmm. feels like the back wall facade of Tomorrowland. Like it blends so well and I just, it's, you know, Space Mountain looks so beautiful and is kind of a, a good pair, a good match with the contemporary. I like to think of them as being married. I oh, like to think of yeah. them as as uh, as, uh, as but partners. They're a, they're a little far away. I mean, 
I guess in the right, yeah, right perspective. Not from their angle. Like they're, they're as far, they're big buildings. They're as far away from each other as I am far away from you and you. Mm, I guess that's a good point. I just would, I, if they, they were they're married. They're not close enough to kiss. I want them kissing is what I'm saying. If I want, if I picture the two buildings married, I think they should be able to like reach over and give each other a little kiss. So maybe they're like, they're married, but they have separate bedrooms. That's They're like one of those feels. couples. Yes. Like a, yeah. like a, like Disney would want in the early 70s. Yeah. There's yeah. a little moat, I think, that makes sure that's like having a, a privacy curtain like you'd have in a hospital mm-hmm. or in a married couple bedroom okay. in 1971. That's good. They've never consummated. The two buildings have never consummated their love, but they are married. <laughs> and I now, now, again, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Now it's a perfect way to describe it. I Unless think. you want to think of the, of the, the monorail. Think next time oh, you're looking at well, okay. yeah, the mon- think of the monorail as the as Space Mountain sperm. Okay, what about this <laughs> entering the contemporary? What about this? Space Mountain and the contemporary are married, but Space Mountain is unable to have a physical relationship <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't want to say why, but Space Mountain cannot be physical. So Space Mountain has allowed the contemporary to be physical with the monorail. Oh, I see. <laughs> and Space Mountain gets to watch. The contemporary. So you're describing. So you're describing some sort of agoraphobic open marriage. Well, well, well. Now who are the filth mongers? <laughs> I'm being very tasteful. Yeah, in actually, way I'm in a way, Jason, in a way, Mike is being the most is presented the no. most. Well, although, hmm, is that dirty or is it clean? What it's I'm really describing strange is very just well. Describe. If it keeps everyone happy, if everyone abides by the boundaries set up, I think that, that they're of- all very on board with the rules. Because it's been going for fifty years at this point, it's, mm-hmm. it's, the relationship's been this way for so many years. So the, the scene where they land—if these are f- people is, and not 40. hotels—we're talking about. This is a so it's a scene where like a a woman is walking through the park, and then you go wider and see the 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 her her bow. Yeah, he's in a bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's in a big plastic bubble, and they're having a nice stroll together. Like I, I'm beginning to think about <laughs> marriage. But you are aware, obviously, of my condition. <laughs> what if I were to propose an arrangement? <laughs> mm-hmm. I stay in the bubble and you get railed by a man of my choosing. <laughs> Look, this is a relationship I people get to have. Choose. It's the only way it works. No judgment. This is a relationship people have. And if it works for everyone, I think it's fine. And those early like contemporary Vacation Kingdom marketing materials really looks like they're trying to get the money of traveling couples who have, quote, arrangements. <laughs> You're saying it's appealing to swingers? I'm saying, like, it's like, if you look at the pictures in these brochures, it's like, and also there's the Magic Kingdom. Like, the the characters and the attractions are so small compared to, like, parasailing <laughs> compared to uh, putt-putt boat. I'm stuck. Okay, I'm confused. Can the you show adver- us a the- photo? <laughs> The, I, the advert that parasailing and putt putt golf are being advertised is a well, like look at this. Like these are young couple. Like these are like people on vacation at a resort. Hot singles. Hot singles <laughs> in your area. Hot swingers. Hot singles. I don't know if they're necessarily courting the swinger demographic, but I see what you're saying. These it's might certainly be monogamous not. couples. I don't know. You're. I think you're putting a lot on them. To let say me see that, the thing again, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Could I? Could I hold it? Yeah, in my little hand. <laughs> <laughs> my little hand. Uh, yeah, you can see there's small shots of each image. Can okay, I just first of all, there's two pictures of uh, families in this picture. Oh no, three <laughs> pictures of families. 
Wait, there, how many children are but in what's what the Jason just photo? Wait there are a second. Four, biggest photo. Four, four children in There's this picture. In, what, in the montage about. you're describing, there's four children, and you're saying that this is an ad to come and get a third at a well, Disney World is, hotel. <laughs> this is a later. It's starting to fade away. The the attractions, huh? all the parks are in this one. All you're responding to is the fact that very prominently there's a man who is in very good shape with his shirt off. On whatever this on parasailing yeah. thing with a woman, mm-hmm. you know, one, who, he may, who he may be completely one piece, with. one piece bathing suit. Also, it's not even scandalous like by Disney standards, Walt standards. Uh, and then the other pictures are of the parks. So basically, it's advertising parasailing for hot young couples. Yeah. That's what I would say. I don't know that there's any sort of swinging. Well, uh, it's just there used subtext. to be so much uh, emphasis on like the the former what is now California Grill, the former Top of the World Lounge. Where it's like, come eat a nice meal, get hammered, see some singers. Put your keys in the bowl. Put your keys in the bowl. <laughs> They're open till 2 a.m. Nothing at Disney World is I want to see at- if you can find the most swingers energy ad. And you don't have to do it now, but but I, I'm for the future. If you, mm-hmm. I want to see if there is one that you, that really gives it off because I don't know that that's the one. It no, does have, I, it has parasailing in it. It does have parasailing. Sexiest sport, it. Jason. Are you some like sort of like as a you have a parasailing? I have fetish? a parasailing. <laughs> like yeah, someone sails up. Hello there. We saw you across the beach. <laughs> we like your vibe. Yeah. Oh no, the boats are cr- the boats' motors are crossing. Entire <laughs> arrangement falls apart. Fires. <laughs> but even like uh, just. In the text of like those early, early like Disney World is now open, the vacation kingdom of the world. Mm-hmm. They're emphasizing the vacation element. Come take a vacation, not come to the theme park. Like it's almost an afterthought. And especially back then, the parks closed so early. Yeah. Like my family was all we took my grandparents still down in, too early. in 91. And like in November of 1991, the parks are closing at like 6 p.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they still. I still find that I'm like, why isn't it open later? Oh. Anytime I'm there, I go, what? Well, Close in the nine. late 90s, it, the Magic Kingdom was open to like midnight. Like, yeah, Disneyland I think that's is. still maybe that happens in the summer. But all yeah. like all the parks should be open till midnight all the time. It's yes. really strange. Yeah, that's well, what they, I well, want. What a hassle it is to book reservations. Yeah, because then you go, well, if I'm gonna split the day, the day, mm-hmm. I like staying till midnight. That's the fun. So. Um, I st- I do still take umbrage with the idea that advertising that you can have a drink there equals everybody Swinging. come fuck. Well, no, they they counteracted <laughs> that by making the most disgusting cocktails you have ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. The Are cocktails. we going to talk? Can let's we talk about the yeah, gross yeah, food? Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. the gross food Please. section of the show, and I have a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, everything in this list is horrendous. Now I don't know if I I don't even remember where mine are are pulled from. Uh, which restaurant? I guess it doesn't matter. I, I pulled a lot. Um, the website Retro WDW had scans of a cookbook series called Thought You Would Never Ask and Thought You Would Never Ask Part 2, mm-hmm. which collected uh, recipes from restaurants in Central Florida, which included Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it's uh, all Central Florida old recipes? <laughs> yes. Oh, mm-hmm. what, who collects these things and talks about them, these freaks? <laughs> oh, I don't even want to meet the person who put this on the web. So Strange. Uh, my, anyway, I, let's talk about it. For <laughs> anyway, let's read about it. In them. Um, tomato stuffed with fiddle leaf fern. I, yeah, I don't know. Fiddle, what is that? Okay, I looked New it up. Fiddle me? leaf fern is kind of like a spiral-shaped uh, fern growth that you can use in cooking. I have never, ever seen food 
with fiddle leaf fern. Eat, uh, eating a fern? And yeah. I eat a fern? It did include, what else is it? I'm in? not a brontosaurus. No. Uh, onion, uh, two, <laughs> two sticks. Never will be. Six no. tomatoes, two sticks of butter, um, nutmeg. <laughs> Everything on back then had nutmeg in it. Like, yeah. a lot of the cocktails involved the nutmeg. Do too, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like a nutmeg in a drink. I'm not sure. against that. But wait until you hear some of these combinations. All right, go ahead. Um, I think the grossest one I found was called French 75. Which is a drink that is not always like this. Yeah. I've this definitely, I think French I've had 75. a French 75, and it is. these are not the ingredients as far as I know. However, how much money we want to put on Mike thinking this sounds? Mike this sounds, would love this. Yeah, yeah, here, let's... And this isn't even the one with sherbet in it. Uh, French 75 from the cookbook. Uh, one and a quarter ounce gin. Two ounce sour mix. Okay, normal. Two and a half ounces champagne. Okay, still pretty normal. Dash of rock candy syrup. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm. The uh, suggestion of how to acquire rock candy syrup is melt down rock candy with a little water. <laughs> That's so you have to make your own rock candy syrup. I've never had rock candy syrup. I like a, a an occasional piece of rock candy. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about rock candy. Can't recall having rock candy. I know I have, but Jason, I like it. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's a little bit of a chore. Yeah, you got to suck on it. For it's a, a while. vacation treat. <laughs> I feel like it's a thing that candy shops on vacation. Like, they have it at its sugar. Yeah. And once in a while, if I was getting bulk, I'd have a little piece of it. But it's a little bit like. Yeah, it's just like a little crystal. Yeah. So I guess you would melt it down. I don't know. Just sugar. I don't it's know what's the, sugar. Yeah. what's the why does it just put... end up being a syrup at the end of the day? Yeah. It's strange yeah. to see in a recipe. Scott, do you have the monorail drinks in front of you? Yeah, you got four colors of of monorail, uh, of monorail pink, mm-hmm. gin, pineapple, and orange juice, grenadine syrup, and heavy cream. F- heavy no, cream. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, heavy uh, monorail red, tequila, Galliano, uh, grenadine, pineapple juice, and lemon bar mix. I bet that's good. Yeah, well, yes, you. Yes. I bet that, but which part of it is bad? Uh, well, for you, the tequila. Yeah, no, I know that. <laughs> you, get away, you can get away from that with all this, this sugar. But I mean, like, It'll what part of like it? It'll be like there's none. Which part of it do you guys not like about that drink? I, look, I don't want any of the, I, I don't want the sour mix in the French 75, much less. That's I, So you don't I, like a whiskey sour? Not so much. I, I try to get as little of, and, and margaritas, I'm like, if we can get down to, uh, it's like, a, it's, uh. it's juice, it's a splash, yeah. not, not sour mix. Okay. Because um, sour, I, yeah. Okay. But sour, yeah, I'll have a whiskey sour. I don't like it too sour. Mm-hmm. But I guess that depends on the strength of the mix. Lemon bar mix is fascinating. Is that like a powder? I don't yeah, know. I what don't the, know. I can't picture how that that comes. And grenadine is God's uh, nectar. I love it. <laughs> grenadine, grenadine is, is the, the greatest. Sh- grenadine is like the, the Shirley Temple. In yeah, yeah, right. yeah okay. the greatest drink. But... The greatest drink known to man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you still a Shirley Temple God's drinker. Juice. God's juice. I call it. <laughs> I double checked. Galliano is a sweet liqueur. So this is like the sweetest. That's the drink. issue. I think pick that, one okay, of the. I would never have a drink be, with more than one of these. A sweet liqueur added to all of that, I think, does yeah. seem like it's a little crazy because grenadine goes a long way. Mm-hmm. 
in the drink. But grenadine is so... Lemon mix goes the longest way. Yeah, maybe. Monorail yellow has coconut cream. That's the weird one in there. And then monorail purple. Yeah. Brandy, wine, and grape juice. (laughs) What are we doing here? Brandy and wine. Wine and grape juice? wine is unspecified. Don't worry about it. Wine. wine is made from grapes. Why do we need more grapes? And just grape. I don't... I'm not drinking grape juice for any reason. I like grape juice, Jason. Uh, yes, I do like grape juice. I yeah. like grape. Ju- I like the grape juice that's called wine. Okay, I like wine too. It um, seems like a lot of grapes. I yeah. have some non-alcoholic drinks. Did mm-hmm. you pull these? Maybe not. What do we got? Okay. Um, let's see. Bay Lake Thirst Quencher, a refreshing intermission featuring lime sherbet garnished with pineapple, fresh mint leaves, and topped with delicious lemonade. Just think, there's a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and but not as much as an orange sunshine, a delightful combination of freshly squeezed Florida orange juice, mm-hmm. blend it with an egg yolk, oh. sweetened with a spoonful of orange blossom honey, seasoned with a hint of lime and a touch of grated nutmeg. These I bet folks, that's good. I bet that's good. They love nutmeg. I bet that drink's good, though. And zero alcohol content. And zero alcohol, so zero you don't alcohol. get that stupid buzz that we don't want. <laughs> you get all the sugar just and none of the buzz. want to feel a little bit of sugar, pick little little bits and blaps in our brain. Yeah, you just want to have fun. What, what Do you think that sound, one sounds bad? I don't. I just think there's just too much going on. I mean, egg yolk. Egg yolk? Egg whites, if you froth, it becomes meringue. Or, egg I yolk, I don't know. It might I, be interesting. Because hmm. egg yolk isn't like it's sugar thing. It isn't. So it's a lot of, it's four different forms of sugar and then egg yolk. Yeah. And no alcohol. I bet it, I bet it's interesting. I'll make that one. Can I make that? I'll you make that make one. It. Yeah, okay. make it. Yeah, I'll drink it if you make it. All right. It's probably, I mean, it is an episode. And now a guy's in the car and he's been like, oh, I got to keep listening so they can make that dumb drink. <laughs> now I'm into, that's the significant other. They, like, call, oh, they come yeah, back. Fine. Yeah. Okay. They I come do, back. I do want to hear this. <laughs> Guy in his thirties drink egg yolk. <laughs> I also I'm I'm giving them a, the benefit of the doubt that that is like real honey, like fresh honey. I hate artificial honey mm. or like honey in packets. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like it. the the le- The lowest I will go will be the bear shaped bottle. Oh, Which, so you don't think that's high quality? That's not high quality. Go, I will descend to the bear. Well, I, it can be either. Co- I've seen like you know raw you know from the farm honey in those bottles but i've also seen just like the kroger crap brand so there's multiple bears there's different bear bottles for different qualities of honey yeah the bear bottle will trick me i'm saying like the nasty little <laughs> like lemon tea lemon honey tea and the tea bag already has honey flavoring in it that's that's gross to me can we look into the how many different bear bottles there are for honey and stuff? Well, I'll take out. any of them. I'll take any of them. No, I know that, but I'm saying for our purposes, figure out mascot wise, figure out what the different bottles are. Are they plastic? Are they glass? Oh, the skew numbers. Yeah, yeah, and figure out like what's the high quality bear and what's the brand and. Sure. Yeah, I think we can do that. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Which one of their little honey uh, spigot hats is the cutest? That's right. Yeah, there's a lot here. There's multiple episodes here. A Burbank Farmer's Market usually has a honey booth. That's where I bought honey in the past. You've been to the (laughs) (laughs) honey booth. I mean, I could we could dig into what the honey booth is. I know that. Okay, that is a funny (laughs) phrase, but that's kind of a standard farmer's market uh, stall. I I have no doubt it is. Consist of you dipping your entire paws into open pots. Look, did I have a a long conversation with the guy of like, well, what do you think the difference is between the uh, poppy honey and the buckwheat honey? He's like. 
like, well, the buckwheat honey is going to have more of a an interesting flavor, I think. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll try the buckwheat honey, I guess. Like, here's the, like, it's, language is so important, folks, because, like, if you think about this, it's like, if you just said I bought honey at the farmer's market, yeah. we move on. We go back to the hotel. But Jason says I went to the honey booth yeah. at the farmer's market, and I could talk about it for 10 more minutes. Yeah. But, I mean, we won't. I'm just saying the language is so important. He said full-fat Sprite, and I've brought it up in every, every episode. episode. Every episode. Five, you yeah. five-timered yeah. it, like, I, yeah, immediately. I'm willingly like, five-timered And that one, of course, Sprite, they, for years, advertised as fat-free. I fucked that one up. Full sugar Sprite. Full calories, Sprite. <laughs> no, I don't too know late. It. It's full-fat Sprite. It's, it's, Why are you doing it? We love full-fat Sprite. You know, it's short and sweet. You gotta, you get what I'm saying. It's not diet, you know? Not diet. Yeah, so anyway, Honey Booth, There's, honey, um, honey Bears coming soon. Uh, <laughs> honey Bears episode. Um, there's some other, I was looking at just food that you could get in 70s mm-hmm. Contemporary. Um, I mean, they're all pretty bad, but let me just cut to the chase and bring up ham and rice salad. <laughs> These are these are three characters from different universes. They don't belong in the same multiverse. Ham, rice, and salad. It's not a fun ham mix. salad though. Is something that ham has been can around be in for salad. It's in Cobb, right? I don't like it. No, I don't. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big well, ham guy. Wait, in general. are you talking about like a chef salad, or are you talking about chopped up ham with mayonnaise, aka ham salad? Oh, ham salads like. Chicken salad? Ham salad, tuna salad, chicken salad. They're all in the same family. I've never had ham salad. No, oh, God. Yours, what was yours, the full title again? Oh, the full title was ham and rice salad. I that could really go in any possible direction. Could I don't know if there's any results. If you good, there's things on here that Hmm. like, uh, why you know, duck tamboo. That's that mm. sparked my interest. Well, what's duck tamboo? There are almost no results for duck tamboo. Duck tamboo. These are all food. And these nobody bothered to save the recipes for any of this. No, let this die in the seventies. Let the past die. Kill it. What's the last Jedi line? Kill it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the burn. They burned all the books. Yoda burned all the ancient contemporary uh, cookbooks. <laughs> great, great, great ham and rice turners. salad. It was not. <laughs> now no one will ask. Thought you'd never ask. Now no one will ask. <laughs> and no one missed them. Also, spaghetti salad. What do you mean? I there is a very what funny. Is the, yeah, what there that is mean? one menu for the contemporary. I believe that listed as Italian spaghetti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh, maybe <laughs> yep. there is something to that idea that food didn't taste good until the 1980s in America. <laughs> I think so. Or which, it's just so much salt and lard that was the stuff that tasted good, you know. Which, well, by the way, so the restaurant up here in the video here, I'll pop off the little uh, up up here in the floating the top portion, and then I'll lock it back in. Bang. Um, at the top of the contemporary, of course, is the uh, the California Grill which opened in the 90s and remains a, a really fantastic restaurant and a great place to have some drinks. Um, and that feels like a, that is staying contemporary. That is like, yeah. there's the people are eating avocado now. There's yes. this thing, flat, sushi. Flat that, yes. bread pizza. Flat bread. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I think of hmm. bread as being a big no, puffy no, no, loaf. No. What it's do you mean thin. flat? Someone who, whatever thin. culinary mind at Disneyland discovered flatbreads 
and just distributed them wide, bought a massive house. Like, they got a huge bonus. Like, you're saving us so much fucking money on bread mm. costs. It seems fancy to them. Mm. They bought it. These fucking less, suckers. These fucking rubes. I do love, though. I will pay. I probably, I don't even look at the price. If it's a flatbread and it's at Disneyland and it's next to wine, I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. That was $84. Well, so it wasn't I'm, good. I'm, I, I've probably been suckered. I'm a sucker for deep dish, of course, because I'm from the Chicago area. But flatbread is so manageable, pizza wise. So if you're Appetizer, not, you don't spill. it doesn't have to be your main. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be your main. It could be your side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it could be anything. Uh, and it is a desire. Depending on what you're doing, it's very desirable. Yeah, I feel yes. flatbread. I think I am a sucker if they if the flatbread has like goat cheese or manchego. Yeah. And or figs. I'm like, well, oh, yeah. no. I'm pulling out my monocle and my ascot for this <laughs> and we must have it. <laughs> some honey, some balsamic, something going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'll do an anchovy. An- I'll do a once a year anchovy, honestly. On a flatbread? Sure. Do they do they do at Disney? I don't know if they do that at Disney, but mm. I'm just saying, like, I'll go crazy on a flatbread. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sure. Anything goes. Yeah. You can Good. put honey on it. And I don't care. It could be the cheap shit. It could be the good stuff that Jason got at the honey <laughs> okay. booth. The most well. bulbous bear. <laughs> um, but so uh, that's the that's the top of the contemporary now, which is great. I got a last minute time there when we were all down together a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Top, like top of the world, the former name of the establishment. Yeah. If you're watching fireworks up there and mm-hmm. they're piping in the music and you got yourself a great drink, and you got yourself a, a great gal, which I had, and a mm-hmm. baby on the way. Mm-hmm. I was really just like, wow, life is per- I was like, truly, I was like, <laughs> life is precious. Just, I, just like, absolutely mm-hmm. uh, uh, effervescent up at the t- I, I am any time. Was I'm that up the at You were having a great time. She got to drink shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. She's drinking club soda. <laughs> yeah, why is. <laughs> Why is she less uh, another uh, lemonade than me? Yeah, was yeah. that? The, I feel like that was a day we had. We went to that lounge that just opened at Grand Floridian, and then I think was it the same day or am I mixing up my days? Um, Maybe I don't, we I don't did. think it was. I think we we may have done it that same day. Oh, okay. So we got to go to that Grand Floridian lounge on the bal- on the balcony, and then went to uh, Top of the World yeah. later that night. Oh boy, that's and, a, that's a day, right? They're just touring the. That's uh, so all you need to do. You don't Trader even, Sam's there too. Yeah, monorail oh bar crawl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're like Disney World's too expensive, it is too expensive. But you can do. The, you can go to the hotels mm-hmm. and yeah. not stay there. Not yeah. stay there. You can leave, and you can mm-hmm. get the magic. You can get a little piece of magic. You can get so much magic. We felt yeah. all yeah. the magic, and, and this building glistening in the night as you leave, wonderful. And I felt the magic back at my hotel room where I was napping while you all were doing that. <laughs> and then I got <laughs> up and Jason got dressed and went. I think I'm going to eat chicken guy a second time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, That's Jason's on mess. his own calendar when we're on vacation. I'm a wild man, Jason folks. does his own thing when you're on vacation with him. I just want to make that clear. If you ever go on vacation with Jason, do not expect him to be with you 70% of the time. I Wait, no. We did a lot of stuff together. We have done we, a lot of stuff we together. We all broke off a lot. Yeah, but yeah. I think that you uh, more than most people just end up doing your own. You're on your own thing. Depending on what the vacation Sometimes, is. Yeah, yeah. Comic-Con, I think we're a little bit more together. Yeah. Which, there's lines to stand in. There's lines to stand, which we like doing. Well, so. yeah, that's true. And Comic-Con, if you try to say, I'll meet up with you later, that's like the biggest pain in the ass. Like, yeah. it's impossible. I never saw them again Wired, the rest yeah. of my life. But if I tell Jason, oh, we're going to the Wired, we have a passes to the Wired Lounge where you get free, like, 
little tacos and a free um what's the t-shirt oh wait i have multiple mr. freebie uh, mr mercedes mr mercedes t-shirts jason got at the wired lounge multiple times which is a there's all these parties at Comic-Con and some are easy to get into, easier to get into than others. And this one is like sort of hard to get into, but not that hard because it's got free stuff in it. And a couple of years in a row, we went there and Jason each year got a free Mr. Mercedes <laughs> t-shirt, a show I've never seen. What the hell is Mr. Mercedes? Okay, Mr. Mercedes was a Stephen King novel that was turned into a TV show. I believed for the short-lived either AT&T or DirecTV channel, and now it lives elsewhere. I think it lives on yeah, Peacock Whatever or confusingly something. named channel had yeah. Louder Milk, which is also confusingly named. Right. Yeah. And they don't explain it. They just Their posters were just like, like you know, AT&T Network, what's that? Never heard of it. Mr. Mercedes right. and Louder Milk. Then it's a picture Go. of a guy and a picture of another Have guy. Fun. Why aren't you watching it? Yeah, I told yeah. you everything you need to know. Right. And then there's a picture of Jason with the shirt on, wearing yeah. it to bed, I assume. <laughs> Yes. Um, but yeah, no, we would do that. But yeah, on, I feel like on theme park vacations, we do a lot of stuff. But then, yeah, you're on your own, your own timetable often. Napping. Well, Napping. we all would have gathered, I think, in a previous time to check out some great entertainment up at the top of the vintage. Mm-hmm. We all would have like made a point of getting the table, getting some big plates of ham and rice salad, <laughs> some rock candy and gin drinks, <laughs> and enjoying. Here's a, this is a quote from Imagine Nerding. Dot com uh, about the former top of the world bar. Where else could you enjoy roast duck with orange sauce, veal Romanoff, and rose petal salad while being entertained by the likes of Carol Lawrence, Jack Jones, and Phyllis Diller? Mm-hmm. Amen. I, I cannot answer that question. I don't know where else you could eat literal rose petals and watch <laughs> Jack Jones, who I Googled and is the singer of the Love Boat theme. Yeah. Apparently. Oh. Which uh, seems like that would have been a guy on your your radar. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why am I passionate about... Oh, now I'm not going to produce the name. The Believe It or Not. Right, Joey right, right. Scarberry, I want to say. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Mm-hmm. Uh, love I'll get into Jack Jones. But... Yeah, lots of, uh, you know, you could see Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. I mean, God bless her. Oh, man. I would have loved to have adults, seen Adults, nothing but adults because it's a bar. So adults right. at a bar drink rock candy and watch Lamb Chop. That's the ad stuff Jason's talking about. You're getting adults there. And yeah. what, was adult was Sherry Lewis just doing her Lamb Chop show for adults? Uh, I don't know if it was a blue lamb chop. No, I, I don't know would... if it was a profanity-laden mm. lamb chop. I act. saw Sherry Lewis. Have I talked about seeing Sherry Lewis in person? I don't think so. Well, she opened the tar- the first Target in our area that opened in the mid-90s. Sherry Lewis and the lamb chop were the opening. <laughs> and we made a point <laughs> to go see uh, uh, Sherry on uh, Barrington Road. Miss Chop. Ms. Chop. We were big Lamb Chop fans in the house, mm-hmm. uh, and we saw her, and really all we did was stand in the parking lot and like saw her like maybe cut a ribbon. I don't know. She didn't really do a ton. It wasn't uh, amplified. Uh, I My memory is, is that it was not. It was just like, oh, yeah, I can see the voice, little so. red hair lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, lamb. we were big Lamb Chop. I My parents are moving, and I was just sent a photo of the three Lamb Chop puppets that we had as kids. My mom wanted to throw them away and said they're dirty. And I said, no way. You are not <laughs> throwing these away. You put those dirty puppets in the trunk and you drive them That's out That's right. That's what I said. I said, I want those dirty puppets. <laughs> Bring me my dirty chops. Dirty chops. And uh, they're on the way. So I will get the lamb chop puppets to add to my so collection. So then we all have one and we can all do a 
funny ribald, a body, a body, yeah, lamb chop nightclub act. That's right. Yeah, Jason, who do you call? What's oh, wait, that? is I thought they were all lamb chop. No, no, yeah, this, is, this is lamb chop, three... hush puppy, and Charlie horse are the three main. Oh, uh, it's the full, I, I, I thought it was three lamb chops. Okay. Oh, oh no, boy. no, no, no. Three, yeah, the three characters, the big three. Mm-hmm. I guess Hush Puppy. The triumph, the, the Hush Puppy or Charlie Horse. The holy yeah. trinity of Lewis verse. Yeah. Uh, the the names I kept coming across, Mel Torme, I saw mentioned as like doing a uh, ten days or eight days there. <laughs> the the other sold out for ten, 10 days. Nights, ten nights. Torme. Okay, the other name I saw, I, I saw people saying Phyllis Diller, but then I saw like um, a, you know, events guide uh, of what was going on at the Contemporary at the time, and they mentioned Phyllis McGuire. And I was like, who is Phyllis McGuire? Mm-hmm. Uh, Phyllis McGuire was part of a three-sister group called the McGuire Sisters. She only died in 2020. She she was the longest-living McGuire sister. Okay. And I pulled up some of her music on Spotify, and I just want to... Uh, Margo, can you play that uh, McGuire sister song? Ooh, because wow. it's shocking revelation about uh, where we know this song from. Hmm. Interesting. A couple of pretty gals. at supper time when pizza's on a bagel, bagel. you can you have pizza, pizza anytime damn all it right, you can cut it back the thank case. you wow what a revelation what a revelation i had no idea the bagel bite song was based on an ancient old-timey hit <laughs> wow did they pay royalties i am assuming they had to you would think they pay would the mcguire sisters it's a parody yeah. song essentially it is a parody song so maybe wow. they didn't Oh, yeah, maybe parody law. So you could hear, you could go to the Contemporary Hotel and hear an un-pizza bagel-ified version of the pizza bagel song. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, man, we, you could hear Phyllis, <laughs> Phyllis McGuire sing that song in a haze of cigarette smoke. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. So, obviously, they were not performing that after the pizza. Like, they probably stopped performing many years ago, I assume. Uh, I don't know. They weren't like I, I don't know if they were all that? alive uh, when the pizza right. bagel started. They didn't get to enjoy pizza bagel mania. They yeah, they didn't get, get to, to go on tour to do the song is what I'm saying. Yeah. They yeah, should have yeah. been able to go into the... It's contacting the McGuire estate. Uh, hey, did any of these wonderful singers <laughs> get a chance to sample a pizza bagel? <laughs> bagel <laughs> when bite? When they walked God's green earth, when they were all still around. Yeah, wow. Did they get God's bounty, that being a pizza bagel? Also, when like when they were writing the jingle, they were like, I can't crack this. There's no way we can write an original song about eating pizza on a bagel. We must take an old song and rewrite it. <laughs> Like I guess it's an uh, uh, maybe it was just there was a deadline and it was or it was like Elton John's Candle in the Wind and he was like let's just rewrite an old one and they're like let's rewrite the old the old uh, Honey on a whatever the hell they were saying. This could also be a thing where like older people would go like yeah you fucking idiot it's that sugar song. Oh yeah sure it was a classic yeah yeah well if you're like if you're old in the audience and you know the sugar song and that's something that was obvious to you, let us know. Yeah. Also, uh, Margo, could you bring up that picture labeled Jimmy Rogers? I couldn't find anything on Jimmy Rogers besides this one old photo. 
And I this mean, kind of sums photo. up early contemporary, like what the a early wonderful vibe. photo that is. The thickest yeah. mustache I've ever seen. Um, the thickest hair. I, I both hair and mustache are three inches deep. I the thickest that, eyebrows. That logo on the back wall, though, is my favorite thing I've ever it's seen. It's sort of yeah. It's it's a bunch of cascading octagons. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I haven't counted the going the sides, from like from red to yellow. And it then, goes through all the colors that were available in the early 70s, mm-hmm. from dark red to lighter red to orange to uh, uh, yellowish orange. And then there's just a big circle that looks like a weird Petri dish made out of carpeting or something. Like like a little like... Those are all microbes in Microbes there. or I guess sperm. I'm sorry. I apologize. But yeah, it's, uh, it's so weird, the whole image, but it's such a great thing. I don't know. It looks like carpeting on the wall. It's a yeah. vibe. It's a vibe in there for sure. Um, and world class entertainment, um, and uh, you know, Connie Stevens, Vic Damone, those are names that I may have heard before. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you for sure. Everybody just all entertainers around that time. It was just uh, it was just kind of trust. Like that is a name. That's somebody, right? Yeah, no, it is. No, Vic Damone. Oh come on, Vic Damone. He did ah, whatever. I'm not gonna look it up. It's Vic Damone. <laughs> Vic Damone. Trust sounds me, like a person that does. You know, Vic Damone. If there's somebody named Vic Damone, they're a singer and they're mm-hmm. a good singer. Of and that's all there is to it. And they're in the contemporary ten for ten sold out shows. <laughs> yeah, this is stuff we've talked about. Like we're Disneyland and Disney World. Like it was. I don't know that Vic Damone was like the hippest thing in that year. You know, <laughs> like he might have been hipper things going on in the 70s music wise i just guess but so like woodstock did, uh, did woodstock was, have any effect early. on the career of no well i did victim own no uh, i you know i don't think it was like steven stills wasn't playing at the top of the contemporary but uh they were certainly trying to draw a certain crowd mm-hmm. that they're not courting as much anymore well, if you wanted to rock, there was still a place for you, and that place yeah. is called the Teen Pool. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike other, the, sometimes kids mm. go to their own pool, yeah, separate from the adults, or the adults have their own pool. Right. The contemporary, a rare scenario where teens <laughs> are cast off, have their own pool teen because pool. they're they can play rock music. Yeah. Because it would be too jarring to hear a bunch of bread. Right. Imagine if you're just a good American victim own loving mm-hmm. man and then you get blasted by bread. Ooh, ah, yeah. no. What is this? Yeah, well, your kid, look, you might not be ready for this, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> your teens are going to love it while they're swimming. They're, those teens at that teen pool are up to no good. They're smoking cigarettes. Unlike us at the adult pool who are also smoking cigarettes, but it's good when we do it. <laughs> they're better cigarettes. We do it with class. Yeah. Oh. Also, it's, just the 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 teen pool just seems like a real like uh, uh, pervert trap. It's a it's a you could if you were trying uh, to run a uh, a Chris Hansen operation. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We you put would. up a Craigslist ad saying there was the opening <laughs> of a teen pool. And <laughs> hey, uh, half of the top ten Billboard charts are over at the teen pool with people they've crossed state lines with. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the 70s with a teen pool that played rock music? Oh, my God. Get every rock and roll artist away from there. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't even think about Show it. Show us the logs. Show us the teen pool logs, Who went folks. to the teen pool? There was more wholesome stuff going on for kids to do. It seems like people were very fond. If you were a kid who went to the contemporary, 
uh, while your parents went upstairs to swing to swap keys, <laughs> yes. uh, you could stay in the Fiesta Fun Center. The arcade mm-hmm. was kept with the Southwest oh. theme. The Fiesta Fun Center, uh, mm. which had, there was a movie theater for just a dollar. You could see classics like Love Bug, Mary Poppins, or Song of the South. Oh, good. Whoops. Moving on. Uh, there was also a big shooting gallery mm-hmm. that seemed like legit and imagineered. I mean, yeah. Disney, wow. Disney building a shooting gallery. Then. That was gone by the time I went for the first time. Yeah, where you just you just had like an arcade and the southwest of it. Is yeah, gone. I went in 86. 89 or 90 for the first time mm-hmm. yeah so so that was gone um there also there was a big mural on the wall that had representation of the three caballeros in keeping with the mm-hmm. theme and the caballeros had girlfriends who were only that's the only media in which these three caballeros so there were like girlfriends chip appear. At, yeah like chip at caballeros yes essentially of whatever their names do you have are. a photo of that i don't that's just me. a note Okay. Yeah. We'll find that. We'll find that. Maybe there's some, yeah, record of like what those characters' names were. Um, they just, lo- actually, I do have a photo and they they just look exactly like them. But, uh, you know, the way you you try to find a, a just your exact uh, equivalent. But the, right. The, uh, like the chipettes. I mean, the chipettes mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. mirror images of the chip chipmunks. Yeah. Um, yeah. That arcade, my memory of the arcade is basically one thing. Yeah. And it's one of the most exciting things ever, uh, as far as Disney World memories, is they had, and let me find it, I have the picture with me here, mm. the only time I have ever seen the real Ghostbusters arcade game. Okay. That was not, what's the deal with that? It was not a common? I never, I guess not. Hmm. That's one of those things as a kid where you walk in and you go, this is a complete, like I've never seen this before, and I would never see it again. I... I have a similar memory of an arcade like in another beach town where I was like, holy shit, what's this Ghostbusters machine? Never saw it again. Really? Interesting. Because the same, the only other arcade cabinet that I've never had never seen again was a Bucky O'Hare arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. And that was at the Little Caesars, which became the Caesar Land, which is still a topic we need to f- get into one day when we can find like somebody from corporate that has the materials. We don't, there's just nothing to go Because there's off. very little just as far memory. as pictures. There's just some people from the Schaumburg. Only Little Caesars that was like a Chuck E. Cheese, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Ghostbusters, I wonder if it was not widely available, which is crazy because it was such a popular cartoon in movies. It could have just been over, ta- like they made it when the show was wrapping up. Maybe. And it's like the Turtles game and the Simpsons game and the X-Men game just like overtook. I guess. But you would think, yeah. Ghost, Scott, you know, did you ever, you played like Simpsons and Turtles, the yeah. main arcade games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. X-Men was around, games, whether you yeah. played it or not. Mm-hmm. But Ghostbusters was do you ever recall seeing this? No, no. No, I saw Yeah, not a common one. I guess you're saying once. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder what happened with it. Hmm. So, but but that's like that's almost as powerful a memory as like going on any of the rides for the first time yeah. <laughs> to me. It's going like, "Oh my god, Ghostbusters arcade." Did you not know that the game existed or no, you No, you didn't know well. anything. This is the old remember, you remember the old days of everything toy-wise, like you didn't know what toys were available. Mm-hmm. You'd go into Toys R Us and go, "I hope they have Sonic the Hedgehog toys." I, I mean, unless you saw a commercial, you wouldn't know. So when you'd go into a new arcade, you would find games you never saw before. It would blow your little mind. Wow. So uh, so was it great? Uh, I remember it being really fun. It's I think it was a side-scroller where you would shoot your proton pack stuff at ghosts, mm-hmm. which is what a game like that would be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my memory was it li- did live up to it. But I think I didn't get to spend too much time there. 
that my parents probably were like, we should go to Disney World. <laughs> the like, thing we paid for and have been planning we shouldn't to do sit for here. some time. Although I think maybe timing-wise it was bad because I did end up beating the X-Men Arcade with some kids because it was broken. And that was at Grand Floridian. Okay. So a bunch of like strangers and I one night like teamed up to beat Magneto and it was a wonderful moment and we never saw each other again. Jeez. So. Wow. And this wasn't uh, uh, immortalized in some kind of Washington crossing the Delaware type Not painting. as far as I know. It is in my mind. When the heroes stood up to injustice. Yeah. And did what was right. Great moments in Disney World arcade uh, or arcade moment. I guess Disney World, great Disney World arcade moments, which I bet a lot of kids have of a certain age. I don't know if kids are still as excited about arcades games as they are or they were when we were kids, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Because it's still there. Arcade is still there. Now, do they have tickets now? Some places have tickets. Some places have, have uh, cards. Right. I think they yeah. have some sort of like um, Chuck E. Cheese style thing there. It could be wrong. At the contemporary. I'm not sure. To, I'm not sure. to redeem. Um, let's let's start. Let's let's get our remaining details that we like because there's a big thing that we haven't gotten to, and I, I can only assume it will be the closer. Yeah. So toss out yeah, anything else. Right. Um, can you bring up that concept art uh, picture, Margot? Uh, I had never seen this before. I think this is early what the contemporary could have looked like. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Well, is this from because the idea of this type of building was in the original Epcot plans. And I don't mean the park Epcot. I mean the city Epcot. Like right. there was this idea of a general building vibe that I believe was supposed to be a mall. Like the like it was the shopping center in Walt's future city. Which it it does continue to have this extremely mall vibe, which yeah. probably speaks to why I dig it. This looks like part of a city. This art, yeah, this might be Epcot design, and um, it, I this also may have been when the original name was in play, which I really like. Tempo Bay. Mm. Ooh. Tempo Bay is a Tempo Bay is a great name. Maybe, I don't know. I maybe would have. I I maybe like it more. I don't know. Tempo but do you Bay. Think it fits? Do you think it I fits? mean, it fits, it fits with a place anything. with lots of young couples who are looking for new experiences on a vacation they'll never forget. Hey, get on my tempo, baby. <laughs> Press against my chest and feel my tempo. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I don't I think there's anything gross about That's a heartbeat is what I, I, I mean. I said the same thing as you did, but you saying it made me uh, recoil. Um, yeah, it's... Tempo Bay is a cool name. Uh, this looks this looks much more like a Marvel prison or something, This this art. This yeah. looks a lot less inviting, but well, it is let's cool. Bring this back for uh, for a prison, for Avengers. If you're, out there, if you're out there about to build a prison and you well, listen to this show, yeah. If you're a part of the prison industrial complex in America <laughs> and you're looking for fresh, innovative ways to make some money and build new prisons, <laughs> uh, listen to podcast the ride and then just steal an old Disney mm-hmm. concept. If you're part of the prison industrial complex and you subscribe to our Patreon, then we think you're. Great. We love, yes. We're, Thanks for everything. We're you against do. the prison industrial complex unless you are paying us $8 a month. Yeah. Then we're on board. Um, they really should, they could build like the Marvel supervillain holding pen somewhere. Sure. That would be yeah. fun. That'd be a fun ride. Yeah. They, everybody gets out and they just use old contemporary, old Tempo Bay concept art. Yeah. Why not? Tempo Bay. Uh, oh. Margo, will you pull out that matchbook uh, image? Um <laughs> It's a very this, Jason request. Pull up the matchbook, please. So this little kind of um, simplified version of the contemporary shows up on a lot of stuff. Oh, over the yeah. Years, and it's still used. Um, can you switch to the menu, too? Like, they 
will tile it too. Oh. And I think it. I mean, this looks mm-hmm, like the sh- mm-hmm. this looks like the Overlook and the Shining. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. God, that'd be great as as wallpaper, as computer wallpaper, as in, mm-hmm. anywhere you want. Yeah. It. So like, I as think a, they, as a shirt, as a kooky Lasseter shirt. They oh, they yeah. did like hit on some stuff that it's like yeah, this works for a place called the Contemporary. This is kind of like timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, works in a lot of eras. Um, there was also an era though where it was unmistakably eighties. I, I pulled there's a picture eighties contemporary and and like there is an inherent mallness to it that it is a big open atrium and then look at the oh, oh yeah boy. yeah I mean this is what I see in my dreams this is a there's a neon sign in kind of cursive that says contemporary woman. And then all those pipes up there, that's what the Space Mountain There's still is like some in Tokyo of it. Like, or like this is still there. I think this so. This gift shop. And, and it's I pretty the, much I in the same. I think the pipes are still there, too. Uh, that, yes, I believe the pipes are. The lighting is absolutely different, but the gift shop is still there. Oh, um, oh, I don't think so they're selling the same things. They're not selling like. Big thick denim shirts. I don't like. Looks like big or that's cloth a jacket flowers maybe right for there. ladies to wear. They um, aren't selling like bizarre a top that's very long and then yeah. the skirt doesn't start until like past your hips. Right. Uh, bizarre proportions. Um, but the last time I was in there, I doubt, I, was, I remember being like, "Oh, where's the, all the merchandise that says contemporary?" And they're like, "We don't have any." And I went, "What? Yeah, oh, shit! Bring back the rock pillows. Give us something to buy. Uh, maybe that's been di- that's different in the last couple of years. Um, but I also don't think that you ago. can rent. I believe these. There was also Contemporary Man, and you could rent tuxedos there. You walk into a store, it looks like this, and rent a tuxedo. Oh my gosh, we would have imagined done that how for weird a show. that tuxedo is, and there's probably like a little coke vial oh, deep in the pocket, right? Because Top of the World Lounge, the the detail it says um, somewhere it said like jackets required for men." Like that's it was so you a go nice rent place. It from so you can the contemporary potentially contemporary go man. rent it when you're getting your shipped box of oranges. <laughs> the ultimate. The ultimate. That's, that's a fifteen timer. Well, is the big thing we're waiting for the ultimate fifteen timer about the contemporary. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know that we've fully addressed it, but yeah, you want let's, let's get to it. Let's do it. Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. Richard. Uh, you might know this already, but this is the Contemporary Hotel and the uh, specifically the adjoining convention center is where Nixon said, I am not a crook. That is Um, right. That is the ultimate little piece of trivia. That is a good one. People love that. Normal people like that. Yes, that one won't put them to sleep. Right. You say that to say people. Say it and then stop. Then don't say anything else that you've heard today. Yes, regular folks that don't give a shit about any of this go, wait, what? Yeah, I. it's that... a thing. Like every president has a couple phrases you can just say, you know, uh, uh, yeah. ask not what your country can do for you, uh, tear down this wall. Like I am not a crook quickly became Richard Nixon's. It, it would be like, you'd be like, yeah, did you know when Bill Clinton said that he didn't have sexual relations with that woman? That was at Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, what? It was? Boysenberry Festival. Yeah. yeah Boysenberry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had was, some Boysenberry on his shirt. If you look, if he you look close, a, yeah, yeah, it was a purple tie. So you couldn't yeah. tell that much. Luckily, or yeah. he planned for that. Cause you know, he was smart. <laughs> Say what you want about the guy. He was smart. He was smart. <laughs> he was Boysenberry tie. Sloppy boy, but he was smart. Yeah. <laughs> Read my lips, no taxes. Cedar Farm, George H. W. Bush. Yeah, it happened. Um, you know, another notorious quote. You ever think about how we are in our lives? Very often, near where one of the most notorious. This was probably. I am not a crook, one of the most notorious until mm-hmm. the great presidential quote, "Grab him by the pussy." That that oh, what, that's that that very, is yeah, the yeah, NBC yeah, yeah. studio. That was mere steps from Jay Leno's Tonight Show right. studio. We so often 
Like I'm, I'm getting off the freeway and passed right by that. Yes, right where the Billy Bush, yeah, situation <laughs> happened. Yeah, he. If you watch the full video, he it happens. They leave the bus and they walk into the building they're going into, and they pass by an old timey car that is at the entrance of Jay Leno's Tonight Show studio. This can only be a Jay Leno. Oh, I never realized Duesenberg that. or something. Watch the tape. Watch the tape. <laughs> Not the part that Not we the that bad part we that happened and he still got elected. Yeah. But if you want to see an old Duesenberg. The real point of wow, that tape. Jay's car is in the tape. It is. Wow, it's, it's complicit. The car was the t- if the car had said a big auga, if if, if Jay had honked his horn wow. at the right time, it might have startled Trump and and Billy, and it wouldn't have happened. And then he would wow. have gotten elected even been, more easily. Say there would be a no. There would yeah, be what no future difference. am I describing? Yeah, <laughs> the th- the thing you're describing isn't even that big of a deal after the fact that it didn't do anything and he still became president. But. Mm-hmm. As opposed to I'm not a crook, which is it didn't. It's not like it hurt him, but it was. Cer- it's certainly like synonymous with the yeah the whole the, thing the, the yeah. collapse because it happened within the year of him stepping down. Let's say some all right. So so the full picture here. Sure. Uh, November seventeenth, nineteen seventy three. Jason, you were talking about like what the what this was. The, yes. the, the specific event that was happening it's in the convention the, center. It, it was a one hour press conference with the Associated Press Managing Editors Association. Now think about that. Uh, what president after Nixon is going to like, I'm going to go talk to the Associated Press editors for an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, only doing an hour. Trump can improvise six. That's true. Sure. Yeah. No problem. Very as long coherent. as it's in, in front of a bunch of hooting and hollering. Uh, yeah. People he's actively giving COVID to. That's right. But he was being asked about making money in public service. Uh-huh. And the full quote, yeah. I've earned every cent. And in all my years of public service, I have never obstructed justice. People have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I am not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. Anyway, he said that in November 73, stepped down in October or August <laughs> in 1974. So turned out he was a crook. Crook. Um, now, you, this, this plays into the observation that I wanted to make about, about this. I don't have the, the, the clip of it. But here, you, you kind of did a nixon thing there. If, if this is what I, if, if I was going to try to do what I think kind of accurately it was and how he said it, uh, this is my, my best attempt. Uh, they've got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. That's like maybe kind of a dry. Yeah. And then over the years, probably like within the year, but what it's become in pop culture, and I invite you guys to all do this together. I think you know where I'm going with. It. Here I do is know. what I do, I know. the world has turned the quote into. Yeah, <laughs> I am not a crook. He does the <laughs> yes. It's this that people think this. They picture He's him always. On. It's but a priest side. That's my thing. It's priest side, and then I shake on my jowls. I am not blah, a crook. it to me. It's always fun. I'm not a crook. Suck it to me, checkers. This is like the, but this happens all the Luke, I am your father, isn't the quote. Yes, yeah. These Luke. things get Everyone, changed. <laughs> the fact that people so really confidently and probably to like entertain people at a party, like, look what I can do. Luke. <laughs> like, well, he doesn't say Luke. No, he doesn't <laughs> say it. He says, I. Uh, yeah. Do you want some more gin and nutmeg special? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he does, the there's Nixon, no M. It's a, well, well, I'm not a crook, but it's because I am raw, raw, raw. I am not a crook. I mean, like, how many times did Rich Little say, I am not a crook? 
at one of his sold out shows in Las Vegas. But still, I think. Still, it's doing still it. the, the, as, the as opener, with our episode. It's what he builds. builds it's the opener and the closer for Rich Little, I think, <laughs> at this point. Some bands open and, and close with their hit song, and Rich Little, I'm sure, does Nixon or Johnny. He does either Johnny Carson or Nixon first and what last. What if Nixon hosted the Tonight Show? He absolutely Nixon does that. Nixon was Karnak. That's a, actually a little heady, maybe, for the <laughs> Yeah, for yeah act. too many things. <laughs> and it's a little disrespectful, because honestly, Johnny, that's Johnny's show, so. You know, he was the king. The king. Nobody ever did it better. We'd do the golf swing, and ah, be, and you know what? Everybody would watch it. Every, it doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, what politics you are. People love Pisco people are gonna, People like die mid-talking about Johnny Carson all the time. They're just like do they're people, in the middle of a sentence. Do the listen. Okay. I Wait. What, go ahead. No, I don't think I'm going to. You probably have hmm. some funnier thought than I do. My hmm. thought isn't that funny. I just like, do the listeners know, like, do they watch enough like interviews with old Ben that have this reverence for Johnny Carson. Do they know even what we're talking about? Like, that's my question. Like, you're, you're, that's what you're questioning? I'm just wondering. In this episode? I'm just wondering. Some Once in a while, I step out of my body and I go, wait a minute here. Mm-hmm. People tuned in for Mickey Mouse. <laughs> And they're like, what is this Johnny Car- Johnny Carson been off you for 40 I think if, years? I think either you have to not have those moments or you need to I have know, them 70 times an episode. That's true. That's I'm sorry. Today, that's I'm, how to today I'm, I'm stepping away. I'm, I, I'm floating I, above myself. I'll give you credit. I think that is a valid uh, question to I'm answer. Just, I'm just wondering. I think... I think at a certain point it just became so it's, ubiquitous. It's, if they they may have heard it and just tuned it out, yeah. it's just weirdest, like, weird, wild stuff. CNN it's documentaries or time life compilation commercials or whatever. Yeah. I was going to ask: in twenty years or thirty years, are people going to be like, "Oh man, the thing you got to remember." When Corden said he was stepping away, I mean, the music stopped. The carpool karaoke was over. Everyone gasped when they heard there's not going to be another crosswalk dance-a-thon off. Yeah, I think when the Foo Fighters, because remember, there's like, there was seven of those guys. They all fit into one car. Mm -hmm. You couldn't believe it. And the spinoff shows when it would just be celebrities and they weren't singing their songs. Who could have thought of that? Wait, I mean, you got Quantico and then you got... Quantico in the field, like Ariana Grande and Seth MacFarlane together singing Little Shop? Get out of town. Get out of town. Hold on. Wait a minute. They had Arrow and then they had Supergirl. And then you, you're telling me there's these legends of tomorrow I got to know now? <laughs> and it really blew people away. And all these guys knew each other. The characters all knew each other. Mm-hmm. And that was revolutionary. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know what you were referencing with Seth MacFarlane and Ariana Grande. Well, Scott. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. But, well, uh-huh. the, there is a spinoff, of course. Car, Carpool Karaoke is not just limited to the James Corden show. Mm-hmm. It is also its own show on Apple TV, I believe. And one of the episodes, Seth MacFarlane is driving and Ariana Grande is sitting shotgun. And they mm-hmm. they sing like Sud and Seymour. Yeah, and they oh, sing God. it together. Wait, no spoilers. Well, I just I, they have the plant. There's like a <laughs> big plant, reveal plant in, in the back seat, I think. So Look, you're either gonna sing Little Shop of Horrors like the girl group does, or you're mm-hmm. gonna sing Sunday Seymour. If yeah. you're talking Little Shop, and you gotta condense it to a show. I've been reading our uh, interviews with Seth MacFarlane about talking about the state of musicals these days, and I do wonder, Jason, if you concur with his feeling. He feels like we're really not in a good spot musical-wise. He believes like Rodgers and Hammerstein, like that's the top of the level, and we still the songwriting is not there as far as the last couple decades of of musicals. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
there's some good ones. There's some bad ones. I did like watching mm-hmm. the Tonys. I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know any. There, there's some stuff where it it feels like there's musical, uh, like you know the speed run like quick where you can just have someone go something is going to happen like that's all yeah, you have to do sure. uh but he's and, saying the best stuff is still in the past and we haven't we have to get back to more traditional songwriting it certainly seems like the broadway and the west end like the way they book stuff it is just like a lot of the same stuff comes up mm, scott do you have an opinion again. about this I, th- I think it's interesting that jason's just earnestly answering seth mcfarland's <laughs> question through you i'd love to get you know no, get, get back point, um, yeah let's get seth on to talk about it and only that yep um okay uh here's a nixon thing i found out do you know what might have brought him to the florida area uh oh actually i don't uh, he like, why did this thing happen here and why did he go there? He was fresh from a vacation because he, much like Trump, had a Florida White House. He had a place mm, right. where he went like 50 times during the presidency. And this was three and a half hours south in Key Biscayne, Florida, uh, like a uh, 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 beachfront property. He got it really cheap from like mob hookups and Jimmy Hoffa affiliated mm-hmm. people. And he was in a neighborhood of like, other crooks, including <laughs> he uh, was really good friends. Like we're, Nixon's Florida neighbor was a guy named Robert Abplanalp, one of the most mm. complicated names I've ever seen. Uh, uh, Robert Abplanalp, who was the inventor of aerosol spray can tops. Wow, wow! And that was that made him enough money to be Nixon's neighbor in Florida. And in fact, so okay, this is seventy three. I'm not a crook. Um, oh wait, oh, this would have been the beginning. I'm sorry. When the Watergate break-in mm-hmm. became a story and leaked to the press, uh, where was Nixon? As it broke, Nixon was on Robert Abplanalp's private island wow. in the Bahamas called Walker's K. The air, not Musha K. Not Musha K, which is what I'm saying. So, like, there's a lot of notorious K's at this point. Yeah, really. There's Fire Festival K. Uh-huh. Uh, there's uh, uh, David Copperfield Monkey K. Now we know there's Watergate, uh, Aerosol Spray wow. Can, Nixon they, K. Is it still the, I wonder if it's still in the family. I don't know. That's an is interesting still, question. still owned by the Avalon Alps? Huh. Uh, I think it may, may have been slowly uh, desiccated by uh, hurricanes, which is the okay. fate of a lot of these K's. Um, but anyway, it could be a future ordeal is stepping through every K All the K's, and discovering yeah. how how many crimes and which crimes every K is associated. All the with. crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, usually pronounced Key, C A Y, Key, like the Florida Keys, but sometimes spelled K. Yeah. Okay. Did I it's say strange. it right or wrong? Huh? So you're saying it should be actually we've been calling it Musha K this whole time. It should be Musha Key. Musha Key. That I yeah I only learned this recently. A lot of times pronounced Key in that Interesting. area. Musha uh, Key. I'm not 100 percent on which is is and is not pronounced. Key. Well, people have been confused now. They 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 always knew <laughs> Musha Key is David Copperfield's private island that had monkey butlers or whatever. Keys or K's? I don't Keys know. Keys or K's? I don't know. I don't know either. A, I don't know if it's a key or a K. Um. And anyway, so that's the uh, wait. There was something else. So he was down there. Oh, oh. I mean, and uh, he that was that property in Florida had a helipad that was built by the Department of Defense. So we paid for America paid for Nixon mm-hmm. to have a helipad, uh, and then he sold the property and made a profit on it. So like that's <laughs> iffy, right? To sell the helipad uh-huh. that the government built. 
and it looks so Florida shady and criminal that this property was used in both Miami Vice and Scarface. Great. The place where Nixon used to live. And I assume Nixon associate G. Gordon Liddy was on a Miami Vice episode, I think, because he was like a celebrity. Oh, okay. G. Gordon uh-huh. Liddy did the break Got in. the acting bug. Yeah, and he, you know, there's a, there's a, I was going to say great, I don't know, it's great, but there's a Conan O'Brien with uh, Conan, Don Rickles, and G. Gordon Liddy. Oh. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, no, no. Uh, but Gene Gordon Liddy was uh, a crazy person that mm-hmm. got put in prison for the break-in, but uh, uh, worth investigating for many reasons because he became a celebrity, had his own radio show. Uh, Al Franken always bragged about being friends with him. Al Franken, you'd be like, I'm friends with G. We ca- call him G. What? That's what we call him. I swear to God. He'd always talk about this when I was listening to the Al Franken show in college on this, Air the America. The clues have always been there of your <laughs> ability to stomach hours worth oh, of yeah <laughs> i would listen to all of their america when it was around people you disagree with well i always fu- i mean i the snl connection with al was a good line into like politics mm-hmm. a good like straight line into like i guess i'll listen to al talk about g gordon lady for an hour and a half in college <laughs> i guess i could have been doing better things with my time but uh uh we've talked about before the g gordon lady calendar of women in bathing suits holding guns we have on we this have. show. I think we have, Jason. That. You know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, we have talked about that. Yeah, right? I mean, I, nowadays those people are just congressmen. So yeah, yeah. People. No, it's not so. G. Gordon Liddy, who seemed like a sort of a freak show at the time, but now it's just <laughs> everyone's like that. Um, but anyway, uh, I've lost the uh, G. Gordon Liddy was on <laughs> Miami Vice and uh, shows like that. I don't know that he was on that mm. show specifically. Again, Johnny Carson reference. Audience might be at G. Gordon Liddy. I'm back. I was as I was much back G. Gordon in my brain. Liddy as possible. I was back in my brain. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Keep I'm it that way. Out. Zip it up. Yeah, yeah. Just you're right. Keep it. Don't right. even. You're right. You'll only freak yourself out. You're right. Yeah, if you look at the whole picture, they're all getting. Everyone's getting ready for this. For the plumbers. For that new prestige miniseries coming up about Watergate. So well, well, they're going to be talking about. Is it out? The Julia Roberts one. No, that's Gaslit. Oh isn't yeah, it? yeah. But that's out yeah. now. But that has that one guy playing G. Gordon Liddy. And, okay, uh, so there's Liddy in the air. You Liddy know? is back in the zeitgeist. <laughs> We're man, getting our lids blown off. The man know. passed away a few years ago, at like a hundred. Yeah, which is, <laughs> of course, that guy got to live to a hundred. Um, but yeah, yeah, L- Liddy is in the zeitgeist. <laughs> He's around. <laughs> I believe you. I yeah. believe both of you. It's Liddy Main. There are a there. lot of weird. It's so weird that people were like, "Yeah, he's just he's a celebrity now." Isn't yeah. it fun? Well, it was because look, uh, you know, Watergate was was hot. Uh, Nixon made it hot with yeah. great catchphrases like this. And there's one more observation I have about this, which is that if he was at the Contemporary, and I think he was in and out. I think he did that hour, got grilled, and then he left. Yeah. He did not use the Contemporary and its vacation uh, kingdom, kingdom amenities. Um, but this was the first scenario of a president being very near his own robot in the Hall oh, of Oh, very good point. Right? Very yeah. good The point. first sitting president when that was built. Right. And I don't think he went into the park, but yeah. he was within a mile he could have taken a 15-minute walk and been with his own right. robot, which is something I wonder about all of the presidents. Do they ever think about what's up with their robot? Do Good they question. ever ask, can I go check out my robot? Or are they over it because they're the president? Of course there's a robot of me. Yeah. I mean, there was Reagan. What do we have? Reagan was in Epcot. There's footage of Reagan in Epcot, I believe. Uh, Nixon at Epcot, too. Nixon at Epcot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Reagan gave a speech at the- um... And was Clinton at Epcot, too? 
Clinton was at the Disney Institute okay. for some reason. Um, <laughs> Carter, I looked this up, sitting presidents at Disney World. Carter and Obama both did speeches in front of the castle. But mm. I don't know. So they were the closest. So I don't know if they ever took the stroll to You would see think the they would want to get that photo. Disney would have always wanted to get that photo op with the robot and the president. Mm-hmm. But they still haven't done. I mean, now I get it why they're trying to like. They're they're not publicizing the Hall of Presidents anymore, really. That's not like at the front of the pamphlets to go to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Like it might have been in the past. Yeah, they're bringing the parasailers back. Yeah, the parasailers front and center. By the way, also you can go see Cheer or Boo, depending mm-hmm. on what your uh, preference is. I'm just saying, if there was a robot of me somewhere, I would go, I go see there. It. I would be there every I would day. Ham around yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. You'd I put would your be there arm every around day. it. You do the photo with like, hey, yeah. mm-hmm. how you doing? And yes. maybe, maybe, if nobody's looking, or if people are looking, you give a little kiss. <laughs> yes, I would kiss my robot. You would kiss your yeah. robot every day. How yes. often would you kiss your robot? I'd probably twice a day. Twice, twice a, a day. day. You're up in the stakes. No, so I mean, I'd ask the Imagineer to make sure that it wasn't going to, like, like, the oil wouldn't spark. get on me, or it wouldn't spark. I would like to think that they don't have a bunch of oil at the ready at their lips. Yeah, but don't you think the oil's le- leaking in the pores of the rubber, of the face skin rubber? Could be. It would be an exciting day if you were watching the Hall of Presidents, and then one of them, and then James Polk started just uh, black biling, like as, penguin, it, as if yeah. he had like a like a, an alien about to Batman burst Returns. His chest. Penguin. Oh yes, penguin. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because you would think, because it, it has to be lubricated, because the rubber on the face is moving so much. Mm-hmm. There has to be some level of lubrication, I would think, inside. But we don't know if it's black or if it's clear. We don't we know, know if it, what it could be clear. We it don't might... know how the presidents are lubricated. I, that's true. Uh, uh, I would guess it's probably clear. That would make sense. I would think, because if it starts exploding. It I mean, should be red. I mean. I, sure. Because <laughs> if something goes wrong, at least you got an interesting show. Are there less fluids now with the electronic ones that aren't hydraulic? Because they're not hydraulic anymore, the newer ones. That's a good question. I mean, you still have to... I don't know, by the way, anything I'm talking about. You still have to get big pieces of rubber that get moved, like ex- changed out because they get worn out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, they still have to move. So I don't know. Maybe not. I'm Send not sure. the face. Send the face to the flea market. We're done with this one. <laughs> they, I told you when I went to D23, like in 2017, they showed like in the Imagineering section, there was this giant uh, mater mouth from the car's ride. Oh. Just the rubber from his mouth that moves. That has to be like changed every couple months or something because mm-hmm. it gets worn out. And it was crazy. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, everyone's face has to be replaced. Everyone has to have new rubber faces, I think. If they do want to get rid of the Hall of Presidents, just go all out and pump tons of red hydraulic fluid. Like, yes, don't horror. say that it's going to happen, but just go out with a viral event. Kill the presidents off is what you're saying in a yes. blaze of glory instead of just quietly shutting it down, which is what I think will happen eventually. Reservoir dogs just blow yeah. out. They all dot, like weaken their knees. <laughs> Program yeah. them all to just collapse. Give us a show. And and red uh, pours out of them. And then and fi- program like screams. Get accurate. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll give you as many... Like, what do you think uh, Franklin Pierce would have screamed like? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try to do 46 different screams. And then some just kid, like, lighten off fireworks in there. <laughs> like, some kid gets some Florida fireworks and he's just in the background lighting them off while this whole spectacle is going down. And then that'll be the big deal. You could sell it as a ticketed event, the final Hall of Presidents. Yeah. And then build Jason's Sleepy Hollow Ride that he keeps talking about. That's a five-timers at this point. Even though it was a real blue uh, sky. Yeah. Yeah, you, I, you brought it up this time. That's true. I did. Yeah, <laughs> it can be. We all share the times. We all share sure. the times. Um, okay, 
Uh, final thoughts about contemporary. We should wind this thing down. Um, I love it. I've yeah, I mean, so, getting off. We so didn't even say comforting. like it's been so comforting having it in front I of me. I could just sit and describe sitting on the monorail and getting going into the station and and like just the like the warm memories I have of just like stepping on the carpeting, feeling the air conditioning in there. Yeah, like these are some of the most pleasant memories I have from the first eighteen years of my life. Like there's something about there was nothing like stepping out inside the hotel and the feeling you got when you would do it. Like it's the most sincere I've ever been on the podcast. This, a, this yeah, is yeah. truly and it's still I still feel that way. I'm not sure if it's 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 for sure tied to nostalgia, but I do wonder if you were an adult and you've never been, if you still have this kind of feeling of like, whoa, this is awesome when you get Yeah. Um Scott, did you do you know about the um the top of the world lounge is what they started to call the at the top of Bay Lake Tower. That's the DVC only. Uh, I tried to go. We couldn't go because we had just booked the room. Um, it was only for DVC members. And now it is called top of the world lounge M dash a villain's lair. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> because about it's got villain themed like drinks and snacks and stuff. Oh, I like that. There were guys. I, I don't know if they're uh, if this was like permanent or what, but there were like actors improv actors walking around okay as yeah. if it was like a villain's night off what villains who was there Hades? you know the gang ha- Hades? The maybe maybe Hades? but hmm. like and i think they were more disney bounded dressed they were more like hmm. they were doing bits oh and all. interesting okay. yeah so you hang with villains there? i like yeah, but it was they... anyone named vic singing vic 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 damone vic damone yeah remember from earlier, Vic was from earlier. Vic and Vic I, I, I have lost track of the old time. We said so many old timey singer names. Vic Jason and I was, I was back thinking like, every, does everyone on these blogs mean Phyllis McGuire when they keep saying Phyllis Diller? Right. Another you know. gotcha moment from Michael to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> the gotcha press is at it again. Um. Can we, Marco, if you're, can we, can we just pull up? It's just called, I think it's just 70s contemporary. Can we just look at a nice photo here as we, because this is the, I mean, look at that just twinkling at a, oh, yeah. Oh, it's sure. Early Disney World dusk, a glow inside, severe on the outside, but warm and, and glowing on the inside. And, and to, to pull up in the, in the, uh, in the monorail, like such, such comfort, such, such great, then modern technology. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful place, a calming place. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's everything is so expensive, but you can still write. They don't. You can just get on the monorail still. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I just like if you're like, ah, eh, Disney's too expensive, a big pain in the ass right now. Get on that monorail and take it in at uh, dusk. You know, drive yeah. over there. <laughs> Do it. Go get you know something in the lobby. You can go to Mickey. We didn't even talk about uh, Mickey uh, Mickey's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Oh That's yeah, shows where I got up. kissed. What? I got kissed by Minnie. At One the, of those was at the buffet Mickey? at the okay. character buffet. Yeah, I have a picture of it. Oh, it's on my Instagram. <laughs> I have a picture. <laughs> well, you got it. All right, we'll tweet that. All right. Out. Well, yeah. Um, I was trying to go out on like a you know a nice idyllic image here, but that you have. I was kissed by Minnie Mouse. Much more at, of one. At the contemporary. That has nothing to do with my affection for the place, though. I swear to you. <laughs> It's a nice thing. It's good. I liked it. You aren't just recalling. You you hated it. You would have done a negative. Like looks like shit stained on the outside. The seventies relic. 
What a what a garbage place is what you would have said until this magical right. kiss happened. Yep, and the and the performer made the smooch sound. That's the important thing is that the person inside the suit made a, made mm-hmm. that noise. Can um, you add? Uh, can you do a Nixon and then add a smooch to the end of it? Uh, would Let's tie you the whole episode real together. Nixon or the character? I think whatever way you want to go with it. I am not a crook. Mwah. Beautiful. Perfect. And that's the entire history of the contemporary uh, condensed. What a wonderful place. So fun to talk about it. You survived podcast The Ride. Uh, you can find us on the socials at Podcast The Ride. I assume there'll be a photo of uh, mini mid-kiss or just in the general vicinity of I when it happened. I believe she's got her snoot on my head. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm looking, trying to find it. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. I mean, take a look. <laughs> This for the sheepish face that you're making. Well, because I didn't really, like, well, believe it or not, I didn't well, really want the performer to kiss me. Getting rid of the kayfabe of the podcast. She also isn't. It's a, a little of a, a well, false nose. The, but she made the, no, she didn't like turn sideways with her mouse mouth and go like. So like, you didn't want it. Is what no, you're I, I was sheepish. This photo is, I look sheepish because the performer's shoving their plastic nose on my face. Put it in mwah. here. Get it in front of, put it in front of my camera. Uh, you uh, you uh, have a mouthful can... of eggs Benedict during this. <laughs> Gee, like, I don't know. Oh, I, do, do you... I look like a little stinker? Do I look like a little stinker in that photo? Yes. What is your, what's the caption also? I said they're not allowed to talk, but they are allowed to make a loud kiss sound effect. <laughs> That's what I wrote. May 9th, 2013. Who knew you'd be talking about it for years? A snoot yeah. you'd never forget. That's true. Merch is available in our T Public <laughs> store for every shirt that says a snoot you'll never forget. Uh, and for three bonus episodes every month, check out Podcast the Ride, the second gate uh, at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. You can also get one more bonus episode on our new tier, Club Three, where I believe by now uh, we will have the results of the audience requesting to have Eva Anderson talk about whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. If you want to know how that panned out and what it was. Uh, oh, and you know what? Eva gave us postcards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marco, can you pull up that image? Uh, I took a screenshot of it to put it on the screen. It's the it's one nice last contemporary. Image. We got presents in this Beautiful, episode yeah. with Eva. Why did we get them? What did we do to deserve them? Oh, you'll have to go you'll to Club to find 3 out. to find out. Beautiful. Beautiful. There Both it is. Garden wings. <laughs> what Both, an ending. Oh, oh, no. oh, I didn't realize. I thought you were still going. Both I said, garden Both, wings. Both garden wings. Both garden wings. Both garden wings. Both garden wings. That's going to be our send off from now on. <laughs> Jason yelling, Both garden wings. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced dog. by Mike Carlson. Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.